Hello, you guys. You made it. This is incredible. Welcome to the Love Alexi podcast. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host. And uh, please forgive me in advance. Uh, it would be way cooler if I just didn't do any disclaimers, if I was really rooted to who I am and grounded in myself um, and filled with self-worth and just rolled with the punches of life. I wouldn't say any of the things that I'm about to say, but this week's episode... Uh, was interesting for me because I am so irritating to myself. My wonderful guest, and we'll get to him in a moment, but uh, he is a heartthrob. He is a stud. He is the first hunk I think I've ever had on the Love Alexi podcast. His name is Toby Kebble. He is uh, the male lead in Whitney Cummings, The Female Brain. And uh, I talked to Whitney last week, and, uh, and now I have Toby Kebble on the show. And here's where the show went haywire slightly internally for me and made it difficult for me to listen back because, uh, I don't know, every week I have a guest on the show, fantastic. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what the chemistry with the person you're talking to is going to be. I don't know how I'm going to be feeling, if I'm going to be up to, up to talking to a new person, a stranger, if you will, and trying to maintain some sort of ease and charm and keep the show entertaining this week. So Toby agreed to do the podcast. It was so lovely of him. He doesn't have to do my show. He wanted to. He uh, he said yes. Fantastic. So he shows up and he brings a friend of his, his spirit guide, kind of brother, big brother from another mother, um, an actor named Gary Stretch. Now Gary is a, is a genius actor. Uh, he was in Dead Man's Shoes and a myriad of other incredible movies. And he's also a, uh, an incredible boxer. And Toby and Gary are very close, and they just come from boxing. And they were going to, uh, they planned on watching a boxing match after doing the podcast. So Toby brought Gary along, and I was not prepared for this. And I already have so much nervous, anxious energy as it is and really like plan my interviews and what am I going to say? And I gear up for it. I do jumping jacks. Maybe I hula hoop. I meditate three times. I, uh, I take beta blockers. And, uh, and I feel like, you know, the, you know these, I, I, these two handsome men rolled into the studio. Toby Kebble is a, a hunk if there ever was one. And then his handsome, uh, you know, another British friend, uh, you know, Gary shows up with him. And I was just like, what's going on here? Oh, my God. I am in a room full of two handsome British men. I wasn't prepared for this. This is already a nerve-wracking experience as it is for me. And I just turned into like a giggling. I was more quiet than I've ever been. Uh, and when I did decide to speak, maybe it wasn't the best, but how dare you? Anyway, um, yeah, uh, I'd say there's a lot of giggling, a lot of, oh my God, a lot of that. And uh, I just want to say, I'm, I'm trying to beat people to the punch. And I'm also drawing attention to my insecurities, which I should not be doing. I know I shouldn't be doing this, 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 these disclaimers. One day, you guys are going to hear me get to a point where I don't do this shit. But this is where I'm at now emotionally. And I have to give the disclaimers because they make me feel comfortable. Like I'm beating the haters to the punch. All right? I'm self-aware. I know who I am. That's why it took me a little while to release this episode. But uh, you know what? It's a fun one. Go on the journey with me. About an hour in, it gets even better. We learn about Toby. We're talking to Gary. 
We're talking about love, relationships, movie making, acting, being disciplined in your acting and auditioning and boxing. And we learned about Toby's childhood and how he became the man he is today. And just, we talk about a million different things. And, uh, and if you stay on the journey and go through this two-hour romp of a conversation that happened, uh, you're going to love it. You are going to love it. I guarantee it. And, uh, yeah, we talk about the female brain closer towards, like, the second hour of the show. And uh, it gets more relaxed. And uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a good one, actually. I'm just very hard on myself. That's why it took me a bit to release it. But anyway... That is neither here nor there. Uh, I hope everybody had a wild, wonderful Easter. I went on an Easter date. It was very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, I'm not religious. I'm, I'm, uh, I consider myself culturally Jewish, even though uh, my mom's not Jewish. My dad is, so technically I'm not Jewish, but yeah, leave me alone, all right? I'll tell you who and what I am and uh, what I subscribe to. So I went on a date and um, I jokingly said to uh, the man I was going to go on a date with, I was like, what should we do for Easter? Uh, should we kiss in the back pew? Is that what they call them? Uh, of a church? And I had sent him a link to a church. I was like, should we go on an Easter egg hunt? What should we do? And he actually is such a gentleman. He looked up the times of Easter mass and he came over to my house, gave me a beautiful diptyque candle and Listerine mint strips, which I'd run out of. We, we, you know, he had it all planned out. He was like, it's a 1030 mass. I'm sure you don't want to go to the 830 a.m. mass because that's too early. Uh, and I was like, I sure don't. And, uh, and we went to church. It was incredible. Uh, we were there for about seven and a half to 11 minutes before it got way, way boring. Uh, I was like, what does that smell? And he was like, frankincense. And I was like, very cool. And, uh, you know, I hoped uh, none of the priests or the people doing the stuff that they were doing, uh, not performances, but uh, whatever, uh, I hope none of them were uh, child molesters. And, uh, you know, who's to say? I have no idea. Anyway, they didn't touch me, left me alone. I'm out of the age range. But anyway, oh, God. Um, so listen to the man, uh, you know, at the podium or whatever it's called, talk about a bunch of stuff, seem boring. Uh, and then I wondered... Why don't they have comedians? See, comedians are doing their own thing. They're often into the, you know, in, into the future, uh, talking about what's going on now in our culture and with the world and, and all the stuff. Uh, but really, that's why you need a really great preacher or pastor or whatever these people are called or priest or whoever. Um, when, when there's a good one and they're entertaining, that's electric. This person who was speaking at this church was not electric. And he had an old-timey kind of uh, English accent happening, which was kind of funny and uh, made me feel like I had to listen to him uh, more intensely. But uh, the jokes fell flat, and the stories weren't super engaging. Um, I'm very confused about an, the Old Testament, the New Testament, what it all means. I'm not even sure what Easter is about. Uh, anyway, but I went, I tried, and, uh, you know, it made the day more interesting. It was a fun date, and then uh, I drank wine and mimosas um, like a girl with bangs living in Los Angeles does on a date on Easter. Um, 
I sat in a park on a blanket and I people watched. There were all these children and families and dogs at the park on Easter Sunday. It was wild. Uh, it was a little too hectic, actually, but uh, whatever. That's fine. And uh, shared a bottle of wine in the park. Very romantic. Again, I'm still reignited with all the things I learned at my grandmother's funeral that you're meant to enjoy life, that it's, uh, it doesn't last forever, so make the most out of it. So, uh, you know, I really was thriving on Easter Sunday. But anyway, back to Toby Kebbell and today's episode. He is one of the stars of The Female Brain. Uh, you've seen him in The Prince of Persia. You've seen him in Rock and Rolla, Dead Man's Shoes, Kong, Skull Island, The Hurricane Heist, Fantastic Four, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I mean, my God, I'm not kidding. Hunk Arama. It's crazy. So, uh, you know, forgive me for being a little bit giggly. How dare you again? I am only human. I'm a person living this life in this world right now, trying to talk to strangers and hold it together. And sometimes I crumble because some sometimes people are uh, are too beautiful and uh and I just uh you know I fall apart. So uh but we got through it. You're going to hear it momentarily. I do want to say if you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. Toby Kebble is not on social media, which makes him even more exciting and attractive, but I'm on social media and if you want to follow me and become friends, that would be fantastic. Uh, I am at Alexi Wasser. I have a really bad habit of uh, direct messaging with strangers, so you should know that. And also, I have a severe addiction to Insta-storing, um, so there's that. And if you want to support this show, if you really want to support this show, even beyond subscribing on iTunes, rating the show, leaving a comment, you can become a patron saint of the Love Alexi podcast. And here's how you do it. You go to patreon.com forward slash Alexi and you subscribe to the Love Alexi podcast on Patreon. And that means you can make a donation uh, to the show. Other than that, always feel free to send emails to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. All that being said, let's get back to what we're here for. Uh, I'm going to shut the fuck up so you can enjoy my conversation with the wildly talented, ridiculously intelligent, kind, and hilarious actor, Toby Kebble. Come on. <laughs> this is so Come on. Fun. Oh my god! This is my boxing coach. Get in here! Yeah, oh man. How are you doing? Yeah, well. I smell some incredible. Really I smell my oh, toilet. No. What's your name? Gary. Gary, who the hell are you? Gary Stretch is ex-world <laughs> champion boxer. He's my you boxer are? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Incredible. What a treat. Here, you get over here. But this we're is... watching a fight. and it's, no, it's, it's a... the only way to watch it. It's in the UK. You have to watch it. <laughs> oh, it's on... Are you recording this? Wait, this YouTube is or whatever. No. you met? Aristotle. We didn't meet, but How it's can a you... great I have a slight black eye. That's from Toby. Oh, it is? Used by, uh... Oh, my God. I feel so, like, mulchy. You guys are all fit and fantastic. And you I'm, look, like, I'm wearing these mom yourself. jeans. Yeah, you look well, splendid, actually. Thanks, you guys. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Yeah. Put your headphones on. Wait, are you, are you How are those Quaker Chewies? They're bullshit. They're, they are bullshit. They're bullshit. Yeah, they're bullshit. <laughs> it's a great, do you know uh, Bulletproof Coffee? Yes. 
bulletproof coffee make their own protein bars at they, the minute. They do. Yeah. I'm getting all ready to podcast. Wait, what's happening here? Hold on. No, get on you get on the mic too. This is a first Chump, <laughs> you, you not, sit there. And by the way, I have these like memento like de- like notes where I'm like, Toby Campbell. By okay. the way, there's two reasons I bought Gary. Right. The, I'm not gonna do anything weird. No, I was no, like No, no, no. Okay. No. I was ho- by the way, I was hoping and if, when Gary's here, uh, something weird might happen. Oh, I thought good. if I bring Gary, something Gary. weird's bound to happen. <laughs> but listen. I brought Gary along for two reasons. One, he's my dear friend. Yeah. I've known him for 16 years. Mm-hmm. Gary was in the very first film I ever did, Dead Man's Shoes. I just watched that. Gary oh my God, plays Sonny. Wait a minute. The he's main the main villain. You're the main villain, yeah. you bastard. So I me can't and Gary believe this. actually shared. I'm honestly, my, to date, my favorite acting scene with another actor has been with Gary. Where he be, and we improv it. The whole, that whole film's improvised. It is not. There's no script. Oh, my God. And I actually only worked three days. I worked two days with Gary and his gang being abused. Yeah. And I worked one day with Paddy because Paddy, wonderful actor that he is. Yeah. Huge amount of power when he's working with Shane because they're, they're partners. And he co-wrote it, right? He co-wrote it. Um, oh, it's improv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate those We're fucking together. air quotes in the air, but the, yeah. break my fingers next time I do it. But okay. for that one, co-wrote improv. Yeah. How what an you, asshole. How did you? No, I love him. Fuck but him. Okay, he's a cunt. I think a nice term is they put it together. They put it together. They put it. They brought it to life. They brought it to they life. They brought it to life. They put it together. <laughs> we improved it and made it genius. No. <laughs> But he didn't want to work with me because he said, I don't want to make a sixth sense in Nottingham. He was like, I don't want to fucking have my, my, my ghost brother follow me. It was like, terrible. So I only got to work one day with Paddy. Oh, really? Yeah, and the one blend-over day is when Gary goes and threatens him outside the garages and I'm in the background. Oh, my God. So that was the only crossover day. So that was one of my three days. But for the whole shoot, I was called Standby Kebble, wasn't I, on the call shoot? Yeah, Standby Kebble. <laughs> Standby Kebble. Oh, that's so true. Because I was on Standby. It is the sixth thing. Mm. But you can talk on the mic, too. Oh. Get I, in here. This I is a micro. I, mic now. Yeah, yeah, we're recording. I'm this not, is. I'm not very good at. Yes, you are so good. So I've seen yeah. so many incarnations of you because you had the long hair. Yeah. Then you had the shorter hair. Yeah, the makeup. Then... The makeup. Oh, yeah. oh, the makeup on your face when uh, the gang turn up. Yeah, Patty. Patty's abused him. Yeah, that was a lot. That movie. I was like, dead, I was like, it's Dead Man's yeah. Shoes. I was like, can't wait. And I was like, midnight because I'm like a night owl. And I, I was like, I'll just do a marathon, Toby Marathon. And then uh, I'm watching that, and I was like, Jesus Christ, what the yeah. fuck? You know what's interesting about that for me was that you know I'd been acting for a while, and you know you can get to get what was interesting. Shane put together a bunch of guys and. A few of them were not actors. And it's great getting real guys, but it, you can only do so much when you're a real guy. I believe yeah. in, you know, boxing is a sweet science. You got It's like a science. You you know, there's, there's a form, there's discipline. Acting's the same. You have to do the work. So to get a young actor to play the role that Toby played, you can't get someone who's not an actor to improvise something that's so physically difficult to create. It's so delicate, the role. However... What was beautiful, do you remember when I first come into that, uh, Shane said, the rules in equity, which is like the British SAG after, the rules in equity are you have to audition a certain number of truly autistic Oh, you do? Yeah, because you have to give them the chance. And Gary, you know, go on, you, you, you were saying, but exactly that that it was very tricky yeah it was very very tricky I, uh, I knew them, them rules too when I got into the movie I wasn't even sure of how or what you know and and I knew the role was 
this mentally challenged uh, kid. And I never got to know Toby other than that. Oh, really? So he was like... Did you ever? Full, well, like, he was <laughs> fully into doing what he was doing 24 hours a day. And I didn't want to go up to him and say, hey, are you... Hey, what's the deal, one, man? Are, are you kind of not a retard? Are you? And Isn't it, it weird? We oh, can't say... You know, I didn't want to... I, so I, I just was d- sensitive to that. And, and he just did his thing. Yeah. And then obviously... Beautifully, by the way. Beautifully done. And then, like, his... his, 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 his he walked a line so difficult to walk, and yeah. you know, I mean, I, saw, I've, I watched Sean Penn in I Am Sam, plays a Down syndrome. I thought Toby was better in it's more difficult, more more subtle. I, I just thought it was just brilliant. And so after I, I left, I, I thought to myself, I found out a little bit about him. It said it's his first real film. You're nominated nominated for a what is it? Both of us, yeah. Rising star, yeah. Brad Best newcomer. newcomer. Yeah. And I said to the, the agents at the time, this kid won't work. And they said, why? I said, because when people, the only the only tape he's going to have is this. Yeah. No one's going to bring him in for a leading role because he they'll just won't see past this. He's so good at this. And I didn't see Toby for a while. Like but what's, I, what's a while? Uh, Maybe four or five years. How yeah. come? What happened? Well... Actually, he was so astute in that point because throughout my career, those five years, because we, I actually went on to my very next film was Alexander, oh. which Gary is also in. He plays Clytus. Wait, what? I never. Was, wait, I play Pausanias, who kills King Philip. How did I not see this? Starts the reign. Aristotle. Of, okay. Starts the Aristotle. Aristotle. God name, damn it! I know. And in a comic shop, um, I just couldn't. I couldn't. Exactly as Gary said, I couldn't get that chance. So Gary actually grabbed hold of me and and my career, I suppose, at that very early stage and put me in front of Oliver and got me to audition for Oliver. I mean, with Lucinda Stison, who's a wonderful casting director, who's casting the film, he wasn't disrespectful at all. He went to Lucinda, he said, I want to bring Toby and you've got to see him. She took it on, of course, loved Gary and, and brought him in. Yeah. Brought me in for the audition. And as soon as I sat down in front of Oliver, he went, you're Gary's friend, right? You're oh, the, my you're goodness. You're the guy, the, 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 the disabled a, guy, right? Oh, my God. You're like, I'm not. I'm not at I all. I swear to God, I'm not. Uh, and he asked if I was Greek. I said, I am Greek. He went, great, I'm, I'm making a Greek mo-. Jesus. Know, I'm not Greek at all, but uh, oh, I think God. for the role at that point. Um, so, yeah, he took me in, and then, and then I guess it was four years, right, until we saw yeah. one another again. Yeah, but then in the, in the Alexander, you know, although his role wasn't the biggest role, he was a very strong, and he looked, Beautiful, I think, and yeah. then I think, obviously, then people could see him in a different light. And well, what Gary you knew, his life. yeah, he did. You changed he did. his life. Oh, yeah, it, no, he did. His work changed his life. No, it's listen, amazing. But, he did, and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. these early stages, you know, you, there's a couple of people. I was, I was talking to Gary. We we often because we box together. Yeah, that's what you're just doing right now. Yeah. yeah so right. we, we, we teach me how to Gary box. trains. You'd love it. I would By the like way, that. the I'm greatest coach because he's just you know not everyone can do it professionally and then teach because often the statement is those who can't teach yeah but gary's one who could and can also teach oh, I, I, need mean, help. I need it's help. wonderful okay so but i tell you the other beauty of it is very nourishing i know this sounds very weird and a bit fruity but it's incredibly difficult as a man when your dad leaves when you're little to get nourishment from men now gary's dad who i adored i loved him dearly he was a magical human had one of the greatest laughs had a laugh that would make you laugh you know like even if you hadn't heard the gag or you didn't weren't in on the joke, if if Ron was laughing yeah. and you walked in, you heard him laugh. You'd just join in. He just had the most 
infectious laugh. This is your dad? This is his dad, who was a wonderful motorcyclist. So Gary, in so many ways, has actually changed my life. And, and, and I said to Gary, I was talking about my first drama teacher, Ray Dix. Who, Wait, when I, how old are you? When I, that I was born in 1982, so I was 11 when this happened. Okay. Good right? story. So Ray, Ray, I, Ray was very magical in my life, and I only ever knew him for a year. But Ray brought me, when I was at school, I, I got in a lot of, I was always in detention. How come? Talking in class, you know, just, I've done, I've done the work so they couldn't catch me out. You know, I wasn't not doing the work. In class, I was technically a bit of a, like a teacher's pet because I did the work. But then I would crack jokes because I just enjoyed that so, so much. Yeah. You know, I just enjoyed making people, I was disrupting the class and not everyone had done the work, so it's disruptive. So it's a detention for that. It's not like bad boy detention. So I'm, I'm sitting outside the, the headmaster's office and Ray walks past. He said, what are you doing here? I said, I disrupted the class. He said, there's a job for people like you. I said, yeah, you know, I thought I knew better. I always still do. He said, uh, there's a job for people like you. I said, yeah, digging roads, I guess, digging ditches. He said, no acting. I looked at him like, he said, you're an attention seeker. I said, what? Yeah. He said, oh, you are as an attention seeker. He said, I'm, he walked in, he talked to Mr. Redlin, who was the deputy head. And he came out and he said, I'll, I'll get you out of the detention, but you have to do something for me. I said, yeah, sure. I thought it was clean up the, you know, clean the theatre or whatever. I had no idea that he was a drama teacher, actually, so I didn't know what it was, but I'd happily not sit outside yeah. the deputy head's office. So he took me and he handed me a piece of paper and he said, I want you to read this character, Lloyd. And you're going to come in there and you're going to read it for me and, and the uh, sixth form drama teacher. I said, yeah, sure. And as soon as he walked out of the room, I, my heart was... I panicked. I suddenly was like, oh, shit. You're terrified? Uh, yeah, terrified. Yeah. I, I have dyslexia, but it's, it's mild, for, you know, mild form dyslexia. But even that, reading in front of people, I was like, what the... So I thought, if I just leave, like, all I'm going to get is another detail. So what is it? So as I'm going to leave, Ray comes out and said, come on. So I, so I was trapped. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I walked. I hadn't read the, the line, so I'm reading them in the room, sweating. I start bursting in sweat. I'm reading the lines, reading the lines. Reading the, he said, okay, so I'll read the other part. And he read it, and there's, there was 16 sixth formers just sitting on the floor, you know, drama at school. Everyone sits on the floor for no reason. It's already makes you grounded. It's closer to I don't know. Yeah, exactly. the earth. Um, and I read it, and everyone laughed, uh, but not in the way that you'd want them to. Oh no! And uh, Ray looked, gave him a very stern stare, and told him, shh, shh, shh. He said, "Read it again for me." So I read it again. He said, "Now don't worry about the words. Just give me the intention. Give me the feeling of what it is." So I read it for him again. I threw the paper on the floor and I walked out in a in a huff, like a, a strop, like a like a child. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm an infant. Still? Walked down the strop. No, not anymore. Okay. But at eleven, right. I mean, I okay. suppose it's just well, at fine. eleven. Yeah. Walked out of the room, and I heard a round of applause as I walked out. And when I went to school the next day, I'd been given the the role of Lloyd in the school play. And that's eleven years old. And he saved me actually because he knew going home was difficult. And so he gave me a thing to do after school. So it yeah. meant that I had something to do, that I was safe, that I was in a, in a good place and until good 7 p.m. And, he, and, he, showed and he showed me I was good at it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. from then on, that was just it? From then on, I was, uh, yeah, it, it becomes so addictive. You, yeah. I really was so excited about, uh, he knew it. It was attention seeking. I only bring Ray up and I bring that probably 
tedious story up, but to, to enlighten what Gary does as well. Gary understands humanity so well, and that's what Ray had. I love this. It's that yeah. understanding of humanity that he understands the bits you're missing. You're great you can punch, great you can move, great you can skip, great you can... Great. Can you do this little thing? Can you go that little bit? And it's millimetres, it's tiny amounts, but it, what it does for your confidence and what it does for your self-assurance within the arena yeah it's magical and people like that are magic you know but i've been very lucky to find them in my life and where'd your dad go and if i ask you anything you don't want to answer no listen listen i I don't i just don't you know i don't want to call out my my family's business but look my my mom (laughs) right my mom my mom for whatever reason probably lack of happiness had an affair and, and locked him out that was him gone. And you never talked to him, or he's just no, gone. No, I did. When I got older, I talked to him. I got. I played rugby. That's how I played. Um, yeah. Uh, rugby union. And he used to turn up, and then he became my brother's coach, my older brother's coach. So I'd see him Sundays. After, but and he played union at a very high level. Yeah. This Three is your number one. You're like yeah. you're like his big brother. No, it's well exactly I mean, right. Yeah. 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 He's, he's a, he's a yeah. good kid. He, I learned a lot from him. You know. Well, what did you learn from him? <laughs> I learned a lot. He's a he's a many things he's very deep you know still water runs deep if I was to put it into one poetic term one would say in a world full of creeks and ponds I was happy to meet an ocean oh my god what's happening on this podcast today this so, is, you know what's amazing this is, I, we, we go when, where we box we, went, we go and have breakfast every morning yeah and we ran into Whitney Oh, you did? So we ran into Whitney. I saw her walk by. Oh, went, my God, what? I said, either that's Angelina Jolie yeah. or that's Whitney. <laughs> she does look like so Angelina Jolie. So she had those little round Tomb Raider glasses. She me, did? Yeah, she had little Tomb Raider right. sunglasses. <laughs> so we, so we must, followed her. I must what? say one thing. I must say one thing. We looked like, I don't know if you ever saw a series. Hillbillies. <laughs> son. I had a sweater on. It was hobos. Oh, it was down at my knees in Hawley. You look great. <laughs> no, no. This is a t- dream. <laughs> uh, we looked like Halloween 3 back <laughs> <laughs> so you're trailing her you're trailing Whitney we followed the poor girl into yeah. her she's an actual celebrity we uh, followed her in there I said I have this horrible joke that Whitney would probably slip my neck if I ever said it but I said are you the girl who sells the progressive insurance oh that's, I even know who that is who is that Courtney whatever I actually know who that is and she turned around and she went oh so she expletive anyway she said about Gary when we left what a you know what a sweetheart she is yeah she said, Gary has a thousand oceans in his eyes. But he does. I mean, if you get the sunlight in Gary's eyes, eyes. they're like some yellow. Sun in here. I'm yeah. not kidding. They're mental. His eyes are mental. Imagine standing in the ring with him before he oh beats you. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Beats you. It's terrifying. Not, the, boxer, n- not the girl you're dating, though. Whoever no, you're no, dating. Not, she's not she's free of it. I'm talking about standing in the <laughs> ring. That's why, I, that's why I said the ring. I would oh. love to okay, do the ring, the ring. rounds with you, love. Oh, God. Oh, geez. How, relax. Yeah. Okay, well, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> I'd anyway. Her, I'd probably give her the greatest 30 seconds of her life. Oh, boy. So. Oh, boy. It's always nice to have something to look forward to, you know? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wait, so you just ran into Whitney? No, just this now? Was, this, oh, was, this was two, two, two weeks ago. Two yeah, weeks ago, two, okay. Weeks ago, just oh, before we met. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, so, he's a, you know, I, I brought him more as like, you know. I can't believe you didn't give me a heads up. It's I'm so sorry, funny. Yeah. I'm like, what? I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't give you a heads up. That oh, God. A world, you know, a champ spirit animal's on his way. It's, it's not going to happen. But you're going to watch a game? Or what's the, what's it's happening? There's a fight. There's yeah. a fight. Yeah. Is Chris it happening? Eubank Jr. Is it happening now? So let me lube up here. Well, we've kind of fell into... I kind of fell out the game a little bit, but since we've been coached with Toby, we kind of... We do... We work, and then we sometimes we'll pull up a few fighters and I'll show him... And Eubank. I, I show him different fighters that I like, things that they do and stuff, and then he'll 
pull-up things. And I like, you know, when we just got back into, and then I fought Eubank's father for the middleweight championship of the world twenty odd years ago. So you're a full-on professional full fighter. Yeah, yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, Tell me it? something. Teach me something right now, so I can walk away from today, like you know, better it's for footwork. it. It's footwork. My yeah. feet are huge. Don't look. And I'm getting a pedicure right after. Uh, my gels are falling you're off. So, but, uh, you're so pretty. And like, you don't, I just, yeah. the most beautiful thing is, is you don't know it, which yeah. is yeah. endearing. Oh, is, well, I'm working on it. Are, I'm doing yeah. all that work. Good. You've been, you're far from average, yeah. my love. Oh, thank you. Eyes look like they, I mean, a perfect place is the comic shop. Your eyes look drawn. I mean, they really do. I said it with Whitney the Please other day. She was our mediator for the Q&A for Whitney's film, Female Brain. And... We were sitting there talking. I said, you, you look drawn. You're incredible yeah. looking. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my God. Um, well, I've never had official hunks in the studio. This is exciting. <laughs> I've never had, like, you know, you're not wearing sleeves. <laughs> I'm feeling all these feelings. I don't know what to do. Um, footwork, footwork. Foot you're work. teaching me stuff. I'm, you know. Yeah. Your footwork. Boxing is a game, game of chess. It's a game Science. of chess. Yeah. And I said, you know, people used to say to me, I'd be sitting with a at a press conference and I was 18 and skinny and, but I'd been boxing since I'm little and I'd be fighting like some Argentinian monster who's 35 and he's got a flat nose and big eye and looked like a the Hulk I would kill him in five rounds and the, they would say to me what, what you thought on that and I'd say it's scientifically impossible <laughs> they say excuse me yeah. Why is it scientifically impossible that he knocks you out in the fifth round? I said that he won't get to the fifth round. And we used to play, nice. and people say, why are you so confident? And the reality is this, it's science, and I know that he can't touch me because I learned how to defend myself Yeah. and make people miss and make people pay. And so I said to Toby, it's not about if you hit him once and he doesn't hit you at all, you win. Okay. And so you learn the sweet science of making people miss ballet. You you become a ghost, and it's beautiful, and it's very exciting. And then the rest follows. But it's like the the biggest thing in boxing is the foundation, is the feet, and it's the hardest thing. And what's good with Toby, I get a lot out of it because a lot of people couldn't do it. For me to coach someone, I couldn't coach someone and watch them do something bad every day. But if I got an average guy in the gym and I said, you got to fix your feet, and he can't, and he tries, and he doesn't want and it, we're not getting past that until he does it, because I'm not going to move to the next thing unless it's perfect. 99.9% of people are just going to quit. They yeah. say, I'm not going to this guy, I can't do it. Toby gets it right, obsessively gets it right. He fights like a pro now. Now we're doing millimetre adjustments, and it's very scary. I said to him, you have to be very, very careful, because... He hits like a Mack truck. He's like, Jesus. like, like, he's shocking. I mean, if he should be if the next touch James machine, I'm out. Bond. Oh, God. I'm, no, no, I tell you. Yeah. Touch my chin with a finger, I'm out. <laughs> we are, oh no, he's very, very, very good. Yeah. And, um, and like the real deal, he does, he, I, I, I don't mess around with We work every day. Yeah. It's lovely morning. because this, this, what we're talking about is not about macho. This is about. You know how hard this industry is. Yeah. And you know how hard... We live here because of the industry. Yeah. When I work that hard from 5 a.m. till quarter past eight, the rest of my day is easy. So any audition I go into then is, you know, I know my lines, so what else could I do? Yeah. 
I, I, I like this guy's work. I like this woman's work. Whatever it is, the the nerves are settled. So it's it that alone for me is is worth its weight in gold yeah. because that's that's that eases my day oh. if i don't do that i go to the audition i'm nervous oh and God. i'm frightened da, 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 da. there's a thousand different things it was the same reason i was riding a motorcycle oh. and gary said you're mentally ill in, in la to ride a bike yeah it is You've really scary off it. i won't even date a guy who rides a motorcycle it's well, too yeah. scary i call no. i call my mom i was my my cousin's a doctor she calls oh, them do donors you know she's like you're just oh, a donor God. it's heartbreaking but yeah. The fact is, when you get off that rattling, roaring, bumping, popping machine and go into an audition, You're the world grounded. seems calm. Yeah. And it's that. I just need that juxtaposition of, of the calm. I had to do that before this even, and barely, because I have such nervous anxiety. Like I, right. You should I come and have a day with us one day. Yeah, you I should. I would totally do Even it. if you come and sit on the, the chairs you yeah. know, and yeah. just watch. I also think I walk like this. I'm like I'm 5'11". I think I've always been apologetic of my height right. and just trying to like shrink myself right. and... Uh, and I walk all the time. That's like my main thing. That's like meditative for mm. me. That gets me out of my head. And I meditate. But uh, I walk like this. Like one foot comes in. What is that all about? I mean, if it's not when podcast fodder. Like that, I feel like, like one foot goes. posture. She turns a, a, uh, a one pigeon, foot. pigeon <gasps> footed on you know, What does that mean? I don't want no, that anymore. Nothing. But you know what it means? It means you need to do a little work. If you don't train at all, and then sometimes your God, body gets a little crooked. So you need to, you know, just... Do a little bit of work and strengthen maybe the other side. It's confidence. Because it, it, no, what what will happen is it's about balance. So your footwork is really your balance, and once yeah. you know you're off balance, yeah, you will adjust it without thinking. It. Now you're looking at it and you think about it, but when you're out of balance, when you th- throw in punches, your body will have to put it right. Otherwise, you're constantly out of balance, and yeah. then your hip goes out, and then you're back. You know. Yeah. So your body is very, very intuitive and very smart. You put a piece it will, of string it will rectif- on you. Rectify itself. You're gonna ruin my dating life. What are we doing? Put a string where now? No, What's happening? Know, just there's little things you do and have you walk around oh, God. the string breaks, you know, <laughs> you know you You're ruining my social life for the rest of it. <laughs> no, great. I mean I, do you think everybody's not got something? Uh, yeah. I have a tons slight, of stuff. I have so much stuff. Great. Okay. I mean that's fun for me. Okay. I think, I think you know. Yeah. I, I only, straighten her out. Yeah. Well, I only know this because, and you're, you guys, you're not on social media either, no. right? No, because no, you're, do any you're better than that. I know you don't do it. It's not that I'm better than that. You know what it is for me? It's like the town hall. Where yeah. In England, the town hall's the big thing. You know, you've got a mayor and he's got a bell. Hey, hey, ding, ding. Hey. Yeah. It's, it's nonsense. And social media felt to me right at the beginning when I was attempting to do it and people were showing me what they say. It's always that problem. I'm the kind of person where I have a good point. Yeah. Three minutes later. I'm like the it. biggest idiot in the room. Yeah. Because I over-talk it, and social media just allows that, and I see it all the time. Someone should, look what he said, look, no, okay. Oh yeah, God. we'll ignore that bit, ignore yeah. that bit, but, but look what he said there. Yeah, it's fucked. Yeah, but the only reason I know that I have this pitch, and I, didn't even, I wasn't even aware of it, but I walk all the time, and then I'm on Instagram, and I'll Insta-story, and I'll have my earbuds in, and I'll be, like, spewing all my thoughts and feelings or whatever, and I just point the camera at my feet while I'm walking around, where I'm just like, oh, you know, have my experience with my Lyft driver or right. what have you, or some kind of, like... Hmm. And then people were commenting, being like, I love your pigeon-toed vibe or whatever. And I was like, what? I got, oh, no. <laughs> it is the town hall. I was like, I feel so exposed. So I only just found out about that because yeah. of social media. But I was going to ask. And I'm not, I wasn't prepared. I would have had like a whole memento-esque, psychotic page dedicated to you, too. But I was going to ask you, yeah, why? well, you already said why you're not on social media. But is it like, 
it's such a relief, isn't it? Like, is it bizarre that you're not like? I don't know. I feel like that's I don't the, know, but also at the, the same dream. time, there's a there's a few elements. When I first started out, I started out with some wonderful actors who remain nameless because it's not fair to call them out. Yeah. But there were some wonderful actors, you know, who who became huge. You know, were in big, 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 big blockbuster movies, and still today, are, 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 you know, they're they're very, very big in that status form actors, and. You, in the early days before social media, they would call this. Your publicist would kind of get you photographed leaving a nightclub or get you photographed at a certain place. Or a, and when you call for that, of course, it increases your profile and it puts you in more magazines and people are talking about you. And then when you get offered a job, you might get paid a little more because you might put more bums on seats type deal. Yeah. But they were miserable. All the people are miserable. And I could see it, but the clever thing about this is it's put the power in your hands so you, you feel like you're less miserable, but actually they're way more miserable. You still see these people and they get hounded yeah. and harassed. Well, how, how do you do our job? Like, I get it if you're a musician. I get it if you're a, a, an athlete. But how do you do our job? Our job is ob- ob- observing people. Yeah. That's it. Like, that. people notice you pigeon toes things. That's your job is to watch people. If people are watching you, they behave differently. As soon as you walk in and they recognize you, they, they laugh a bit more. And oh, you're so right. They just change the way they are. Yeah. Like, using Whitney again, because we've, we've a common link with her. Wonderful, wonderful human being. So very private and magical being. As soon as someone recognizes her, you see them change. And that's what I'm talking about. Now, yeah. this happened before the social media with these people. They called for it to bring it in. Yeah. And then once it was there and they didn't want it anymore because now they could afford a car and they'd met someone they loved and they wanted to have children. Yeah. They were hounded. You know, the wife's hounded coming out of Pilates or whatever it is, you know, baby classes or whatever. It starts to spoil their existence. But the clever thing about this is they've left you thinking, oh, it's your choice. You're doing it. You're posting your things, your ideas, your ambitions. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. It's an addictive. It you, is. You're talking to someone and they start posting crap. <laughs> you're just like, what's happening? Look, I, I, I get it. Some people need it and they want it and it's great for them. But for me and, and, and what I'm attempting is, is, is pointless. Yeah. No, it's so much nicer if you don't have an awareness of what the actor's personal life is and what all of his thing is. And also then the thing with Twitter that bugs me yourself. is that started out as a really, really benevolent, resourceful application. Oh. It was for ambulance services. Oh, really? So that they could pinpoint you better. I didn't know so that. when you called 911 and said, Oh, I'm here and witnessing this and blah, 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 where are you? And you, oh, I'm on the, oh, there's no sign. Of, you could just. That was the original idea, was to post where you were. Their, their location services were the original reason no. you're tracked everywhere now. And then what happened? This guy, That's not going to make any money. I had no idea. So he wants to live in San Francisco in a house where you look into the door frame and your eyeball opens the door. He's, he's got to be, a, you know, making $100 million a, a year. It's a Twitter exclusive. Good for him. If we don't get anything else from today, it's we got the Twitter exclusive. Um, but you live here, yes. right? You live here for how long? 25 wow. years. Are you married? No. I lived with a girl for seven. Wait, you still do? Mm-hmm. What's, what's that all about? This is great. What did you guys do on Valentine's Day? I want both stories. I stayed home. You stayed home? We had, she, works at, she works at Van Cleef in, in Beverly Hills. I've heard of and it. So it's long hours. And it was one of them weeks where she was 
like I said, but don't do. She said, I just want to come home. And yeah. So I made a beautiful meal. You made a beautiful meal. I really well. Yeah. I heard you do too. He does too. Yeah. yeah. I heard. Gary's actually probably. But God, you guys, get a room. We're yeah, in yeah, one. No, oh no. God. Yeah. We should get married. I said, yeah. before all those spells, uh-huh. we get married. Jesus. We could take turns cooking, have a great fight once a week. Yeah. And, and uh, the rest is history. But yeah, so we just had an easy one. You're an yeah. easy one. Easy one, yeah. You know, it's so funny. I think on holidays, people get so busy doing things, they miss. The whole sentiment, other. yeah. Like, imagine it's a Valentine, whatever, you just shut the door, throw the phones away, and just say, let's see each other tonight. That's know? the nicest thing, yeah. And that's people what, don't do it enough, I don't think. That's what I did for my birthday. I didn't want to do anything for my birthday. It was, like, the it was Sunday, like, last Sunday, and I just... I didn't want to make plans to anybody. I went to this place called the Self Realization Center in mm. Malibu. Uh-huh. Have you been there? Amazing, yeah. yeah, so it's the nicest thing. And I just. I've never been. What is it? Um, I mean, it seems self explanatory. No, no, it actually sounds scary, like kind of like a cult. That's the, the title sound sounds bizarre, yeah. bizarre, yeah. But it's, uh, it's just called the, the Lake Shrine Self Realization Center, and it's like in the Pacific Palisades. And you right. go there, and it's just like totally mellow greenery, a huge lake. They're like swans oh, and lovely. turtles, and you just like wander around and you can go meditate and like go up the steps and that's all I wanted that day I just wanted to have no plans not have to be anywhere and just like I don't know just You're, be with myself I, the be, the, I think Toby was talking about the training before what, what, one of the greatest things I think you get from it let's say you work with me or Toby whoever you went to work with it. you can live with someone and not know them you know, you can, yeah. you can, you can, they're like, you could go to bed every night and they put, you know, you, the one's on the phone, the other's on the TV and you, you don't even know each other. And it's, and so when you train with someone, what's the beautiful thing about it is, and even if I'm working with you, complete stranger, and you can't do something and it's tough and you get a little down, I say, hey, let's, let's, let's work this out, okay. And you start to reveal your weaknesses mm. and your strengths. Yeah, and someone helps you build, and and before you know it, you know you you just become this different animal, and and it's very intimate that you know someone you allow yourself not to be perfect in front of someone, and in doing so you grow. It's like an acting class. People, you know, the my old teacher, a lady called Janet Alhanti, she worked with the, with them all. She said, you know, guy, this is a place to fuck up. This is the place where, you know, people come in, they try and show off and do scenes they know. Do, work here, do everything you're terrible at. Let the other students laugh if they want to laugh. At the end of the day, it's like a fight. You go to the gym, you train for 12 weeks. You can be amazed. It doesn't mean anything. One hour of one night, mm. Saturday night, 10 o'clock, you're either on or you're off. Yeah. They say action on the set if you've done the work. So the gym... And, and you know certain places are places where you can fuck up so that you can go home and live better yeah yeah that's a, a Leave great it all in attitude the gym. yeah it's yeah. a great attitude towards gym and, and classes yeah which a lot of people don't exactly as Gary said you know are I you mean imagine know? if you went to a gym every day and you left all your shit there and come on have a great day now yeah and I it know. works. It's, it does. I'm not a therapist at all. No, you no sound like you're, you could I'm, be one. No, no, <laughs> you're no, great. No, but it's for me. It's exciting because you, I meet. I know Toby Kevill. Yeah. Mm. I know him. Well, tell me, Toby. You tell me about you. I mean, like. <laughs> yeah. I know. How do I do? If you're, it's funny, like. No, but you know, it's funny when I, when you got, say you, you know someone and, yeah. and, and people like. 
if I know him and and I know things about him, he may not realize himself, yeah. as I may know about you. And the scary thing is, people say if he knows me, uh, he's going to judge me. You know, let me tell you something. I know him, and I'm shocked how good he is. Yeah, how much better he is than he thinks he is. So you go out of it thinking, I'm going to get judged and this. No, you go out of it saying, my God, I've been wrong about myself my whole life. My dad may have said I'm shit. My mama did this. But I'm actually someone who has no interest in lying is reaffirming that I am special. I am beautiful. I am talented. I am. So you find things out with someone that you go there with the intention of fear and you end up being empowered. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's very, very, it's, training's hard. When you do that, like he does to me, he, he said to me, I want to work. We, I lost my father not long ago. I'm so sorry. And Toby called, and he came over, and we got to talking. And he said, you know, I need, can you help me do a bit of training? I just, gyms and this, I just don't motivate. So I said, okay, well, let's do it. 5 a.m. every morning. What? I said, <clears> Five. Why five? Now, trust me, I don't want to do five. I don't train people. This is my first client, an only client. Why five? I said, well, I like to think, I, I like, especially with Toby, to be ahead of the game. So when he's running, it's still dark. All the other fuckers who are out there, his competition, I think, hey, Toby, we're, we're ahead of the game here. Yeah. They're not before us. It's a psychological thing. The earth's clean at 5 a.m. And he's going to sleep that night. So the three main elephants, and it's and it's this discipline thing. The first day. Oh my God! Yeah, that's now, you. Now it's like this. We're doing it, yeah. And it's you know three months later, four months later, and so yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's yeah. life changing. It's, it's life changing. Yeah, it for me too. I mean, I've gone through the the, the same results with him. Also, yeah. do you drink? No, I don't drink a huge amount. I do yeah. enjoy, you know, I enjoy a glass of wine. Yeah, I, you know. Um, but no, I'm not a, I've never been a huge drinker. That's good. And so no drugs, no. I used to smoke huge amounts of weed. You did? Huge amounts. Because for me, it was the thing that, that made me cool and calm. But all it does is it bottles it up and suppresses it for later on. Yeah. So I get out of the car because some guy cut me off and I walk over and say, how are you, mate? And he's like, yeah. So you lose your mind, but it's actually worse because it's a suppressant. For me, it was a suppressant. So it took me a long time um, to come away from that as a thing because it got to the point where I needed it to sleep and then I knew I had a, a problem. Yeah. You know, when, when no one's around, when even your friends think you smoke too much, you're like... That's a problem. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> wait, but I've got the new Xbox game. Right? Yeah. Get it. Wait, do you play video games? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't know no, if I, I love that. Really? No. no one does. Is that my nightmare? Everyone thinks it, but look, it's such a fantastic release. Yeah. I think, you know, I don't want to jump into the argument of, of, of why you have weaponry accessible the way you do, but I've been taught by some great people, but the truth is, that's a fantasy world. I think when you come out of that fantasy world and you have access to the fantasy still, I think that's dangerous. Yeah. But I don't think inherently on its own. In in England, I would what could you get? You can't get hold of any of these yeah. tools of destruction. So um, I, I think they're wonderful. And look, most of the games I play are like Fallout. Fallout's a, a game where you go around collecting tin yeah. cans and you, you build crap out of it. I don't it. know about any of this. I've been trying VR I've never lately. Played in my life, I've never played one yet because I, I feel like I'm already trying to not be so addicted to my phone. 
I'm trying to not yeah. be so. But here's, a, here's yeah. the other thing I do. So I have little tricks for myself to to get myself through and and make sure I'm a, a valuable member of society. Well, you seem so disciplined. You seem so both. You're yeah, so grounded. I like a discipline. I like a bit of discipline yeah. in my situation. Yeah. Um, and that is, I have a projector, which sounds very swanky, but the projector it's is okay. not in a darkened room. It's in my it's in my living room. That's okay. So I can only use it certain hours of the day. Yeah. So it prevents me waking up on a Sunday and thinking, right, that's my, I've done six days of training. I've, I'm going to do get on the. I can't. Yeah. I can't turn it on. Even if I could turn it on, I can't see it. Yeah. So. All right. You know, I'm okay. still going to keep those little bits of <laughs> being grounded. Being a valuable human. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I'm not grounded. Rock and roll, baby. Well, you are rock and roll. <laughs> not now. I've been. A I can tell. You're like every guy I've dated. He's it's like I'm like, oh my an, god. Be terrible. Yeah. He's uh, an animal. You are. An Don't relax. Animal. Oh god. No, no, no I'm, a, I'm, a calm, I'm a calm animal. A living animal. Now and again, I'll go on one. Yeah. But both of you are so like. I feel like I have Whitney's energy, where it's like, mm. oh my god, we're doing mm. the thing, mm. and then like for both of you to be here. First of all, I don't know either of you, and mm. that's why sometimes doing this podcast is like a wonderful thing but also excruciatingly cripplingly terrifying for me because I'm like oh god I'm not in the mood to talk to complete strangers and be charming and another bonus of of training actually some of the some of the the best training sessions I ever have and some of the best days of filming I ever have is the days I cannot be bothered yeah. And it's why the Xbox is on that projector because those are the days where I would have ruined it and gone and played Xbox but actually I end up having a great day yeah because so I couldn't means, be bothered. So that means today's going to be a great day because I oh, yeah, can't be bothered brilliant. to... Already it's brilliant. But also yeah. because... I'm not even aware we're recording. That's what's I been mean, fantastic. Well, the funny thing is I usually try to work so hard to like, keep it moving, keep it going. Yeah. Or I have a comedian on here right. and then I... It, they just... Hard life. I don't think... Well, but I don't think I've ever had a proper like, you know, or proper actors in here who are like, you go to the gym, mm. you're training, mm. you're grounded, you're solid. You're like, you are... I usually have comics and writers and right. directors. Right. Creative. And, yeah, everybody, you know, everybody's... We're mimics. Actors are mimics. We're no. not actually... No, no, I mean it, though. Even if you improv, you're using something as a reference to mimic. But even what, what, what I mean... Oh, my God, that's for you, of course. My God, this is all... And then I've got all my, uh, you know, self-conscious paraphernalia over here where it's like, oh, my God, is everything okay? I think so. Yes, we're going to get through this. Yeah. Um, what I mean is, you guys are both so calm and grounded in yourself that I have to, I'm like being mirrored in you, and now I have to like access that part of me that's like, or I'm like, slow it down. But that's way nicer. Just be, because how often I, does it happen where you mirror someone who's an absolute turd and you're like, why am I behaving? Oh, well, but I mean, I'm, I'm, usually, I'm used to like mirroring, mirroring like, we're going to keep it moving with like, you right. know, Whitney Cummings right. kind of vibe. Yeah. But, uh, how did you but, get into podcasts? Oh, God. Well, I had a blog, I wrote this blog a long time ago, and, uh, and I got a big following from it. And then I had all these like teen girls and boys who wanted to like ask me love advice and whatever, like big sisterly do you advice. Offer, do you still offer love advice? I don't. I barely know what I'm doing. So oh, I'm like, you know, me. if people ask me, then I'll give, you know, yeah, yeah. loving advice. So then I started this podcast called Boy Crazy Radio because the blog was called I'm Boy Crazy about like feelings and dating. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so then all these yeah, I had this like podcast where people would call in for advice, like Loveline kind of. Right. I don't know if you have Loveline or you listen yeah, to Loveline. Yeah, it's a similar thing. Yeah. You've been here yeah. for a while, but um, no, but we got something similar in England. Yeah, so I would like I would do that. Terrible advice. They did. Okay. It's always awful. I yeah. gave loving advice as if I was like, because I'm an only child and like des- right. desperate to connect, or right. more so than and uh, with these strangers. And uh, yeah, I like served as the big sister. They never knew they needed or wanted or whatever. But uh, <laughs> and then I got sick of that because I was and I, I wanted to transition 
to like having like tangential, meaningful conversations like Mark Maron's podcast, like right. WTF or, right. or this one called, um, what is it? You made it weird. Pete Holmes podcast. He records here too. Awesome. He's on this network. So, so it's like, there's been this evolution of like, cause I'm so curious about people and I feel less mm. alone when I talk to, yeah. you know, Do you have a boyfriend. I don't have a boyfriend. I'm trying to make better choices. I'm trying to. Good for you. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I usually date like narciss- narcissist addicts and you know, I like it when things are like, oh my God, I love you. Oh my right. God, I feel like I've known you forever. Mm. But uh, yeah. New Thursday. <laughs> you got your cool girlfriend. <laughs> God. But, uh, oh man. Oh boy. But uh, yeah. yeah. It's about you, Toby. It's all connected. What, what can you say? Yeah. But uh, wait, what did you do for Valentine's Day? I wanna, the girls want to know, the girls listening. Um, what did I do for Valentine's Day? I made sure lots of other people had a nice time. I have a dear friend uh, who's a director, and him and his wife, uh, dear friends of mine, and uh, we went to a very specific deli. Yeah. And we'll got him nameless. some wonderful little pizza. Yeah, and, until they start giving us free yeah. deli meat. Fuck I mean, them. We're, yeah. yeah. We advertise <laughs> their incredible store. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, it was just the spirit of giving, making sure other people had... Uh, so you're actively not telling anybody if you have a girlfriend or not? Oh, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I've got 11 girlfriends. You have 11 no. girlfriends? My God, you win. <laughs> God, I didn't know it was a competition. Um, we're waiting for the truth, Toby Kevin. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, she's wonderful. So how does this work? Like, tell me as two grounded people who are, like, disciplined, doing the self-work, mm. how does it work to have, like, a healthy thing? Like or, it's hard work. Yeah. I I don't do well with it. I find <laughs> healthy. No, I do. I mean, honestly, you know, it's why I won't mention anyone's name. But I find healthy very boring. Yeah, me too. And irritating and stressful I've, and hard. Oh. And uh, but the truth is, and Gary said it. You know, we we talk about many of these kinds of things. And Gary said, look, <laughs> if you make sure someone is comfortable and looked after and nourished and fed. That, well, that's what love is. You know, the, the finding a friend who you can spend your time with yeah, and be loving in all those ways. You know, what, what else does it boil down to? What, Too what easy, other? Toby Kevill. Too easy. Yeah, it was no, Gary's but, words. I'm just no, no, saying. No, no. Like, yeah, someone stop. saying, complaining about, you know, not fancying the partner. They said, I absolutely love her. Yeah. But I don't want to fuck her. You know? Oh, that's a problem. And that's a problem, right? Yeah. And the partner, I was saying to the partner now you can take it like it, my boyfriend doesn't want to fuck me I'm just a family attractive he doesn't love he doesn't, he, does, he doesn't love me right yeah. but I said well let me ask you a question if you're living with a guy and he's not fucking you like so he's not getting his rocks off right he's with you he, he takes care of you he absolutely loves you he pays every bill anyone will fuck you but I, who, who are you going to find? Like, if he's not fucking you, hang on a second. Okay. He must absolutely no, love you. He must absolutely love you just to remain there. And I talked to him. He said, I, I adore her. I think there's something wrong with me. Because he said, I think she's the most beautiful girl in the world. But he said, I think, you know, there's that syndrome when you fall in Madonna love. Madonna complex? Oh, no. Horror? Well, there's, the people, people get compl- call it that, but it's they not. They call it that, but I think it's a bit much heavier than you can't just label it. I think that some some men... A raise, you know, and there's this whole mother Madonna whore syndrome. I think that when they when they fall very deeply in love, I think they find it 
knocks them for six a little. It's easy to just. Would go, you say not what? Knocks, knocks them, them for, for six. six. I think. I think it's knocks the poor girl. Six. Never heard that. What's that? It's no. the saying we have in England. I think well, the poor girl. You know, not wanting to have sex with the. I think the poor. I think how many girls? I mean, let's be honest. How many girls? I'll give you the fucking time of your life. At, you know. Okay, a night. relax. I, you, I know. You, I'm, I'm sure I'm me. Saying, How dare you? Of course you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying. I know, not me. How dare you? Uh, What's a wrong million with me? thousand <laughs> different angles. Here we go. <laughs> the no, boxing technique guy, is incredible you, you already. Me. Every, every every guy who's listening, if there's any, is going to say if he goes out on a Friday night, meets a complete stranger. There's no. There's no before, there's no after, there's no... It's just completely a, a fur game. Relationships are so complicated. Even the fact that someone fell out with someone, they may have had a fight six months ago and he could have done something he shouldn't have done. And this guilt, this stuff... When you're with someone, an accumulation of experiences result in result. Yeah. And so when you're not, and it's new, and it's you meet someone. There's no expectation. You perform like a, you know, the way you should okay. because it you're you're not fighting against any of the history. You're just talking about wait. You're talking about this one situation with one of your friends who adores his girlfriend, pays for everything. They live together, but he has no desire to have sex with her. And he does, but he doesn't. He just physically he wants to. He said, "I want to make love to every day, Gary." Just, but then I wait, I bottle up. This is a special case, though, because you're you're. I think defending it does that happen a lot because oh my god I think this happens a lot I think there are a lot of a lot of my friends and and don't forget we go to a a gym where there's a lot of men man talk and there's a lot of man talk and the the most in-depth it gets is this conversation and it's not it's not a statement of Madonna whore because it's when you have sex with a girl she doesn't have to be a whore in order for you to be aroused to fuck her yeah what's important is when you're when you're spending that amount of time with someone you care about deeply, something occurs to you where your libido for just you, you end up you end up here's the frightening thing is a lot of my friends say you you end up just <laughs> giving your girl head because you feel so bad that there's no intimacy but you you it's not it's not respect it's not a lack of respect it's not too much respect it's, it's not turned on it's it's not that you're not turned on. You just there's an ocean like when. <sighs> here's what's terrible. Here's what's boring. It's oh boring. God. It's more boring than you. I think. didn't even know this is a problem that existed. When you start having sex fuck. with them, you start thinking, "Fuck! I ought to have sorted out that bit of the fucking closet. I was supposed to." What? Yeah. Oh my god! I'm never going to be in a relationship now. No, I don't can't not believe ever. This. All How the other is stuff is so incredible. What'd you say? How good is it here in the man's side? No, I love it. Please tell me it's all this dull. stuff. It's dull. It's so dull. I wish it was like it's all Madonna. I can't. I can't. It's none Wait. of that dramatic shit. It's, How long is your relationship? Very, how long? How many years? How long's mine? Months. Yeah, eight months. I don't want to. Oh, okay, none of her. My no, but I, no, no, no. I'm happy. To, no, it's been three years. I'm happy to talk about her. I just don't want. This her. is not about her. Yeah, she's uh, she's got a family and all that. Keep kind that of separate. Crap. Yeah, this in general. But here's what happens, and it goes through swings and roundabouts. But when you're with someone, if if you're renting, or if you're still sorting out your career, none of these things really matter. When you can afford to pay your mortgage and you can afford to pay your bills and you chose door handles together and you chose cushions together, something occurs where you become this neutral space. So when sex starts to happen, you go, oh, 
you know what I forgot? The other day, what was that fucking food we had? Yeah. And your dick's hard and it's inner. Yeah. But your brain goes, <laughs> your brain goes, what was that walnut shrimp? What the fuck was he talking about? How did he make it? Did he add honey? Yeah. What was the other ingredient? Yeah. And she's like, you're fucking me. <laughs> uh, but that's because. Stop, that's will you stop it reading a book? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, I was sleeping. <laughs> will you stop it? I'm in the bath. I'm on the lavatory. I can't respond. I saw the worst fight years ago. It was a fight. It was the worst fight. And then this Terry Downs, this amazing ex-champion, was in the audience. And someone shouted, turn the fucking lights off. I want to go to sleep. Oh, God. And Terry shouted, nah, leave him on. I'm reading a book. Oh. And it was, that's where I heard that. Oh, my God. No, but there are stuff, and it's not the girl, and it's not that she doesn't fancy It doesn't become... I think life is, when you live with someone, you get an accumulation of experiences, and they do affect parts of your life. Yeah, and then... So you have to either know how to get rid of them. Get rid of what? The, the, the thoughts the guilt of some experiences or the or the fear of whatever that's for therapy you know you, therapy is to clear you to get you back to being what you're supposed to be we all get born and and we all experience things in our life and these experiences mould us if we let them therapy is supposed to bring you back to what you're supposed to be without it's so sad that people it's sad and it's powerful that people can really affect the whole of your life someone yeah. could tell you something as a child that's so wrong no. and untrue yeah. and you could ruin that kid forever yeah even as a teenager in your 20s yeah but for gold what I love and what makes me get up every day I can also say the opposite I can bring a kid in who's got nothing who's been who's had that story and I could say one thing or on your podcast he could hear one thing and he just mm-hmm. needs to hear it right that time and yeah. he sat on his knees and prayed to God and said yeah. please give me a message turns on your podcast you say a word and his life's changed so that's what's wonderful about being mortal you know yeah it's it's life because we're going back to what we're saying it's all thousands do you ever you know when you live with someone you get those periods of time where like you're tired she's not tired yeah I'm only child too, so it's even harder for me. Right. Like I'm so controlling. And, so it's yeah. those. It's that timing of everything. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing about sex. And when you start to plan sex, guess what happens? Oh God, it's boring. Oh, here's the thing though. I've always dated <laughs> musicians, and this play comes over to you because you're you must be out of town all the time. Yeah. You must be constantly traveling because I feel like, and that would help a relationship. It would also be really can make it really difficult. But yeah, I, but it does. It helps the relationship, but it yeah. doesn't help your sex life. Well, okay. Look at for the, me, look it at helps your relationship. Look at the simple, like, look at this with no psychology, the simple physical element. So, yeah. living with someone day in, day out, right? He comes home from a movie, he's been up since five. He, he was leaving for the Nicole Kidman movie they just finished. He was 4.30 in the morning. Gets home seven at night. <sighs> she could have been sleeping all day or day off college. Now she's all showered horny and ready to go he can't even open his eyes totally. and that happens it's, and, and day in day out so this life affects the relationship so that was a bad night for her right then he could do the same bad night for her, and it and it was and it psychologically when you go out on a Friday night and you pick up that little blonde chick or the beautiful brunette with blue eyes right yeah thank you <laughs> oh, oh wait 5'11 <laughs> yeah alright okay, okay. <laughs> and uh 
Smells like flowers. Okay. <laughs> Tastes like ice cream. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but that's yeah. not what we're talking about. No one when has you, a when settlement you go, agreement. When you go on that Friday night, generally, you you're, know what you're, very, after. you're very refreshed. You're on the prowl. It's Friday night. You know what the we're, goal we're is. Ready. Yes. We're ready. And we're she ready. has no access to any of your buttons. Of um, Yeah. Oh. Unless you're a very vulnerable individual and she's, you know, suddenly just like, oh, you got whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Of course, there's a thousand different things. But the other thing about relationship is if you actually start to decide to do those things and you do have a career and you do have things going on yeah the relationship's getting stronger you're becoming closer and closer but that for the spontaneity of sex is is why you know your mum and dad used to go on holiday to Scarborough it's the worst place on earth they're not going there are they they're going where there's no one screaming there's no one shouting there's no one asking for anything there's none of these life chores so hopefully they're going to get excited. and But the problem is, is you miss each other so often. You need about four or five days to catch up on the yeah. things you didn't apologize for, the things you never... Like, your missus might halfway through it suddenly go, oh, yeah, now he was a fucking cunt about bloody... Blah. And so suddenly you're in an argument about... <laughs> Something that was a month old. And I'm not saying that women bring up, you know, they should all own DeLoreans because they love going yeah. back to the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the point is, is for all of us, there's something that you need that time to decompress and, and reconfigure because there's a thousand things you forgive of your partner in your day-to-day that when you've got time alone, suddenly get sparked up again. And time alone is when you're being intimate. Okay, so there's a thousand, it might just be me and it might just be Gary and it might just be every single bloke down the gym. Yeah. But it might just be. It might be. Coincidentally, we've all found each other like magnets and we're all just that kind of people who share this common sentiment. But the fact is, living with someone is not that Friday night because Friday night is going to be followed by Saturday and maybe they're busy and maybe they're not. But here's the other thing. <laughs> when you have a partner, they love to fill up your time might be nothing yeah <laughs> but you've got to go and do that thing are because making, you owe yeah. them that time is you know? so are you making like what's the case for for having a partner versus like because I, for for me to have someone in my life to have a, a gentle spot to have a caring spot i need it yeah Why? i need someone to be caring for an element because i'm a human being yeah no i just want to hear do you know the I'll frightening thing about jail is what you miss the most is physical contact that isn't aggressive <laughs> that isn't aggressive yeah you know that's why they bring dogs in for therapy because dogs give you that kind of stare of like undying affection how do you deal with like i don't know what your girlfriend does and maybe it's not, not about her in general with acting you're because same with me dating musicians they go out of town but they're playing their show. Who knows what happens with groupie girls or they're getting a lot of attention. And I always liked dating somebody who got a lot of attention and was because it made me think, oh, he's with me. This is sexy. If other girls mm. desire him, that's great. Mm. So I wasn't super jealous. So take somebody really strong to date an actor who's and you're not you're like in these action, intense mm. movies with Nicole Kidman and mm. like. And I've talked to other actors. I mean, how does that work to like well, make your partner feel safe where they go, I don't love Nicole Kit. I don't know. It's Look, I, I don't know how hard musicians work. Yeah. Right? I really don't. Yeah. But the fact is, even if I'm doing a week's work, that's five or six days of 12-hour days. That's 12 hours on camera, right? So it's a huge amount of, and this sounds awful, 
and I hope I don't offend anybody, but it's a huge amount of like false niceties. Oh, I've brought you carrot sticks. Oh, that oh, incredible! Thank you so much. Oh, carrot sticks, and I've—it's yeah. an abundance, and maybe I don't have to give that abundance. But when you don't give that abundance, then you're an asshole. You're an asshole. Yeah. So unfortunately, for shit you didn't ask for, you have to give an abundance of gratitude. Oh God. So not only the work, but the social construct of sets. I, 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 I liked uh, 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 what, what, what movie were you it's like oh, I, I don't know what fucking movie I was in bro that you saw because here's what happens in my life I was in uh, 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 Prince of Persia no 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 um, god uh, Dead Man Shoot no Control no Rock and Roller no well I just let's pull up my fucking IMDB and see no it's none of these I saw you in something though it's like oh for fuck yeah man. and it, of course it doesn't matter but it's a f- weird nicety that you have to go, cool, well, you didn't recognise me, you confused me with someone, and now we've spent 10 minutes talking about it, and, but yeah. it's, it's nothing. But in, like compound interest, Coca-Cola raises their eight ounce by a cent, and then they make $7 billion. It's the compound interest of it yeah. all day, right? It's the little niceties of nonsense. And no one even, none of us really want it, but we all agree on it because it's the way sets are polite now i don't know what it's like being a musician because i every musician i know rules the roost and everyone does what they say and you know even if they're the drummer everyone does what they say about the drums that's usually who i like yeah (laughs) so they've got a lot of control as an actor and unless you're a bit of an ass you really don't have any of that control you're trying to make sure if you're the lead that your your other actor your supporting actor has enough to help you support and you're trying to help them shine and if they're not really good enough you're controlling your situation so that they get the best performance they can because you're all working for the common goal of it being great telling the story so actually on set it's not like being on stage if you're doing a theater performance you're out it's done yeah very different thing it's more like music but when you're doing a film it's like working in the studio if someone's keyboard was slightly out you've got to go back and sort it out so you've got to adjust your guitar or your bass or what so there's a lot of adjustments for others all of those again compound interest but all of those things mean when you come home someone goes what do you want to eat well it's not her fault it's got nothing to do with it but I, i can't have that conversation I don't know why. <laughs> I but, just. But have you had and have you had girlfriends who are completely jealous or insecure and they're you know you get home and you're exhausted and you just no, do the look at my face. No one gets jealous of me. Uh, I, I I get jealous because they'll go and say, "Oh, I met this guy's an amazing actor." I'm like, "Good, I hope he dies of AIDS." Oh god. <laughs> oh my god. Good, I hope, I hope he's got a maggot penis and he oh. dies of AIDS. I don't know why. Oh I don't know why I have it. It's brutal, but I have it for Wait, real. Other girl, well, you get jealous. I get so jealous. You yeah. do? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I so good jealous. you go box at the gym. It's no, so that doesn't help. No, it doesn't? No, I feel fuck. like it, I used to No, because all you see is other, more muscular guys. Oh, it's just, it's a no, horrible I mean, to get out the aggression. Cycle. I mean, to get out the aggression. I don't, I don't get aggressive except for verbally. I get verbally That's what aggressive. I, just the energy, I mean, yeah. like the. Oh, so you get, get jealous. jealous. You don't get, okay, well, listen, you're dating a girl. Real men don't get jealous. Okay, I can't believe it. If you're the real you, like the fratty bro is going, oh my God, first you're like, oh, my my eyes are oceans. Yeah, yeah, it's just, that, you know, ground yourself yeah. in yourself. I'll now train you. Then you're now you taste about, like ice cream. I know, what the fuck? <laughs> and I do. How dare ice. you? Okay. Nobody even wants that, okay? I'm, I'm trying joking. to up a baby. I, I, did, I, had a, I had a problem. I went to the doctors and I said. Because your I've, private is so big? No, I say private. No, no, I wasn't no, even no. molested. I went there and I said. I wasn't. I have a, my penis is like a two-year-old. He said, what, like that? I said, no, like that. 
Oh, God. Okay. These are gym jokes. That's the... <laughs> yeah. I don't Jesus know. Christ. Aristotle's loving it. You there can't you see go. my silent producer yeah. back here chuckling yeah. up his dorm. Okay. So you've never... So I hope that clears it out. I mean, I hope that was you've... clear. I felt like I've gone on a run. No, I love it. I'm just... This is the most I've ever just listened. Usually, yeah, which is a miracle. But, uh, oh, wow. So it's so crazy you've not dealt with a jealous yeah, girlfriend. The thing is with the... I mean, okay. she's probably trying uh, to make you jealous by talking about no, some other it, actor. It's, it's a bit tactic. Yeah. How can he, a girl be jealous because he goes to work? Generally, you set. You don't fuck around because it's business. You don't what? Where you was. Oh come on! No, 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 no. We have most actors. If they most I mean, of those stories you read, just to, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Most of those yeah. stories you read oh. are after. Yeah. Or they're the people who are such big stars. They get driven to and from so the cars waiting at set. I walk back to and from base camp to, yeah. to set. You know, there are levels of stars. Now, if you're that level of star where everything is organised, yeah, I'm sure in the evening someone's read your lines to you and you go for dinner and you have an affair. Yeah. When you're a jobbing actor, when you're working, you, there's no time. Yeah. And you don't shit where you eat. Yeah. It's it's very difficult to, you know, you shouldn't, like, if you get love interest and all that, there's nothing worse than I make a rule. If I if I fall madly in love the first day and I'm on an eight week set, I, I would not go there till the fil- film's finished because imagine you do it, then then it, it always ends up bad. Yeah. It, it, no, nothing ends up good when it ends for whatever reason, and then you got to look at this person and work them every day, and the movie gets hurt. So you know, our job is to do our best for the film, and then that's walk away. Now, just to say. Just to clarify, so that I'm not caught out in a, in a lie. One time, I was, oh on a film. <laughs> yes, I was on a film that was such an abortion. <laughs> I mean, I knew it. I mean, I've been in tons of them, so you'll never figure out which Excellent. one it was. Okay. So, I'm on there, and I was accused. Oh, no. Th- so, the male actor, female actor, and their friends, and the male actor's best friends with the other guy, and they think we're having an affair. And he's, like, spreading, telling everyone, we're having an affair. Not, I've not even sat with her alone. But because he did it, I thought, well, yeah, I might as well then. I'm getting all the grief. <laughs> so I made a purposeful play for the female. And you got her. Oh, yeah, yeah. And worse than that, they, they, they then got married. <laughs> they did? Were you invited to the wedding? No. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll not be invited to anything ever again. <laughs> God. And for the record, I've done it a few times. You have, what the no, no, you got to hear me. <laughs> what I'm saying is, back back in the day, you know. But, um, but that's how you learn. That's how you learn. That's how you now learn. I'm oh saying, I'm sure young actors, young kids, they get together on set, and sure, I'm saying. We're but I didn't have a missus, just we're, to clarify. You yeah. didn't have a missus. Yeah, no, no, are you married a, now? No, no, it's oh, what you call no, it. No, okay. the girl where I'm from. I'm learning so many things. Yeah, I mean, you I'm live too in American. Life. Okay, you live, you live in I had an affair with the director one time. I don't. I think that's way more common. Yeah. Tell me oh. when. Oh, oh, oh my God! Oh God! Um, this has nothing to do with any of that. But when is what makes a good director, and what makes a horrible director? A good director gives you usable direction. Okay, so if I if we're doing a scene, you and Gary are doing a scene, and I come over and I say, okay, okay Gary, there's, too, Gary. there's too much giggling. <laughs> there's too much giggling going on from your bar. Yeah, that that's probably not a usable direction. If I say, I want you to do it as if. Gary is falling from an ocean. Whatever it is, too much elaboration. Yeah. Usable direction is quicker, slower. Those are usable pieces of direction. Same dialogue, quicker. Same dialogue, slower. 
that that makes a great director. When you see that, you realise this person is aware and is capturing. They're trying to collect imagery to make their film great. Yeah. So they say, okay, I love the way you've done that. I just want to see it quicker. And then what makes you pick a script? Oh, and we I think I'm going to say his name wrong. We have a mutual friend, but we always like email each other on social media. Orion? Orion Williams. Orion? Yeah, he knows Orion. I think I feel like yeah. I always say his name wrong. Everyone does. Orion. Yeah, he's the only person every time I meet him, people, he goes, Orion, they go, like the Star Constellation. He's like, no, that's Orion. Oh, God. Oh. I didn't even know that. Now I'm going to fuck yeah. it up like that now. Yeah. That's going to land somewhere just in my subconscious. It's way easier. Just call I'll call him, him O. Just yeah. call him John Lennon. Does, he does look like call John him Lennon. Alfred. Looks like call him Alfred. Be- he looks like one of the Beatles, doesn't he? He does. Like an old rocker. With his emo locks I'm and really all this. upset. Yeah. He's my dear friend and yeah. I love him dearly. Yeah. I upset him once. We went to the cinema and he was wearing some some 3D glasses and he looked like Roy Orbison. <laughs> and you said that? <laughs> I did. And he oh, never even talked to you for three years? He... Almost murdered me on the way home. Yeah, Poor he was Roy. so upset. Yeah, I'm going to stand up for Roy. Whoa! Hey, he's going to listen. He knows you're doing yeah. the podcast. Orion. Orion. Yeah, it was so offensive. And you know when you offend your friend and you go, well, what did I do? What's I had another friend. That's so brutal. I had another friend one time when he was talking. He was like, Toby, but really sweet guy. Very, very nice. An assistant of a, of a large director. A, a large. <laughs> uh, not large in, in stature. Just in um, okay. <laughs> ability, and yeah. we were talking one time. I said, you, 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 "What's happening? You're like, a, you're like uh, an android." I don't know why I said it, but he just was like an android, and I've um, never spoken to him again. Really? I people. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm but no, but these people are people. these people have like huge egos and shatter, and like yeah, are so right. that's their problem. Yeah. Right. But if they can employ you, then it becomes your problem, right? <laughs> you're but, right. Yikes! Oh God! Every statement was right. Um. Yeah, Orion? Orion, yeah. Orion Williams, yeah. He, he messaged me on Instagram because he saw a photo of you, me, and Whitney. Right. He's like, oh my God, that's my pal, and he's going to be on the podcast. And I and he suggested, I was like, give me question suggestions, and he was just mm. saying how you're a good cook and oh, a great guy. Nice guy, yeah. No real helpful questions yeah. or anything useful. Useless. Useless questions. Thanks for nothing. Terrible. Oh, that's right. Give me some good questions. He can cook. He can cook. I'm like, nice all right. Nice one, Orion. Great. Thanks, yeah, thanks for nothing. Um, well done, Orion. So how do you pick a script? Uh, depends how much they pay me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I did have a period of that, though, because you get to a certain point where you're like, wait, so I've got to pay tax on this? No. Wait, what? Yeah. Um, so I had a little period of that. Um, luckily, they weren't huge successes, so I, I just stopped wait, doing well, that and went back to acting. You don't talk about what movie this is, but maybe you can. But I was doing all my copious research, taking notes, and you were talking about how there's some movie you're really excited about, you had a mm. big part in it, and then the longer it went on, it just turned into something completely different, which could probably mm. be a million movies. It could be a million but, movies. I but, know the one you're talking about, unfortunately. Well, so what happened when it was just so disappointing? What happened was we had a great director he had done incredible films and we had a huge production Wait, lots what, of money what movie was this can we talk about it yeah, yeah it's Prince of Persia okay so when I got Prince of Persia Prince of Persia was written by Boaz Yokin, who wrote and directed a movie called Fresh with Sam Jackson and if you've ever seen it if you haven't seen it you have to see it yeah it's a brilliant film everyone in it is brilliant and you'll recognise people who've become huge stars now brilliant brilliant film and so when I watched that when I was 12 because I have three older brothers and one of five a little sister also 
So my older brother, the, the thing you did was you'd go and sit with your older brothers and then watch movies that were 18s and you couldn't watch them. But if you told mum, you'd get killed and 12 yeah. dead arms and 54 dead legs. And mm-hmm. you know, there's no point. So I watched this movie fresh and it was absolutely genius. So when I got the script, I called my brother. I said, this is written by Boaz Joachim. Was he the guy who did? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I sent it to Brilliant. And my character was very fully dimensional. He was just fully three-dimensional. He had beginning, middle, and end. He had an arc. He had the confusion. It was, it was excellent. And then we had Mike Newell. Who's that? Four Weddings and a Funeral, Donnie Brasco. He'd done brilliant, brilliant work. He'd done one of the Harry Potters, one of the biggest... He's a director? Director. Okay. And Mike's one of the nicest human beings you just get to spend time with. He's, he's, such, he's a very classical Englishman. And he's just a lovely, warm human being. And he's very bright. And he's just a pleasure to talk to. So I get this script. We're doing all this. And just somehow it turned into my character became the thudding moron who just shouts in every scene. And it just everything was stripped away. And I learned very quickly, your job as a supporting actor is to support the lead you cannot shine because I'd been lucky I'd done Dead Man's Shoes with Gary and I'd got to shine no through no decision of my own I'd just gone and done my best effort yeah and that meant next to Gary who was shining next to Paddy who was shining I got to shine what you quickly realise is your best effort needs to be drawn back sometimes. Oh, wow. And, and that, that's nothing to say about anything or anybody, whether they shone or they didn't, but I realised what the difference was. My, your job no longer is about, okay, great, now so you're an actor now. So you got your SAG card and you're an actor now. But oh. Your job as supporting actor is to support. Uh, it was a good lesson for me, actually. I actually enjoy it more, and I realise no one can walk in as the king. You have to make them seem like the king. You know, you can't just expect someone to be the king. You can't be the. You've got to support them that way. Yeah. So it was a great lesson for me, but it, it was heartbreaking at the time. Because it's the role change. So yeah, and then yeah. two other guys came in, Doug, and they're brilliant writers, but they just the 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 right writers. They were given a job, and their job was to make it this thing. And yeah. I just realised, and and I still talk to the producers now. I, I, one of them I consider a, a great friend, although we don't, you know, we don't hang out like friends do. But it's the business we live in. But every time I see him, I laugh my socks off. I have a great time, Chad Omen. Yeah, I have a great time with him. Do you hang out? No with matter him? what I do, more than Orion. Or no, no, no now no. I'm calling him Orion. No, God see, damn it! You ruined it. You ruined it. Orion, Orion has just Orion. hung himself. <laughs> No, I don't. But here's, that's what I mean. Like, great friends to me are people you can see after six, yeah. seven years. You pick up and it's like off. you saw them yesterday. Yeah, and they aren't mad. Be like, well, And they've got the same sense of humor. And yeah. you just laugh your, laugh your ass off. Oh. And you might not see them again for 10 years. That's what I need. I and you don't expect this. a job out of it. You don't expect yeah. work out of it. You don't expect anything from it other than, I love hanging around with that. Yeah, it's going to be light and easy without, like, a stress yeah. factor of, yeah, yeah. ego. Um, well, I might just go through different directors because I'm so fascinated by yeah, that. Like, yeah, yeah. With, uh, what was Jordan Vote Roberts like? Jordan had a big challenge in front of him. He, he had a, did. He had a huge amount on his plate. And I think... Don't look, I'm wiping my nose. I think what's very <laughs> difficult for, for people who are Thanks. building their career is when you get an actor who's of the level of Sam Jackson or... In fact, any of the really good actors he had in... Because everyone in there, he had some really phenomenal people. You. 
Wow, that's very kind. But he had some really phenomenal people. And so, and big stars. And I think it's difficult because you want to imprint yourself and you want to make your statement and you want to direct. But that's what I mean. Usable direction is great direction. So you don't always have to say, well, I think the character and get all these details about who the character is. Because your actor, if he's Sam Jackson or John Goodman or any of the brilliant actors, have done that work. So you don't need to do that. You just need quicker and slower. And it feels like you're not really doing anything. So I think it wasn't so much he was out of his depth. I think it was more that, like all of us, we've tried to do our best. And it's like, we don't need your best at the moment. We just needed a pen and paper. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Something as simple as that. And Karen, what's the movie you do with Karen? Am I going to say her name wrong too? Kusama? Yeah. We just did Destroyer together. How was that? It was great. Because I love the invitation. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. I, and and I enjoyed Girl Fight actually. Oh, was, oh God, yeah, that was yeah. so long ago. Yeah, yeah. It was such a big break in her movies. Right. Like she had to get back to that one location, yeah. tiny budget she movie. Did the show uh, Hulk Catch Fire, I think she did. A few oh, she did. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I could be wrong. You'll get a thousand messages. Angry emails. Toby Kebbles and more. Oh no, no, no. Uh, so anyway, yeah, it was great. It was a, it was a lovely thing. Again, you know, she's she's older she's more mature she's been through a lot of different you know cycles as you said and so therefore she knows what she wants and what she wants to see and she's a great way of of giving you that information i think she was lucky as well because her big star was nicole who was brilliant uh, yeah and very easy and uh hard working and tries to stay in the role the whole time so that there's less effort and you know we're losing gary where'd you go very, very interested in listening. Are you? Yeah. Just want to know what's going on in your head, behind those eyes. Why are you asking? I just want to know. <laughs> I was focusing it's so much on, on Toby. I mean, I'm thinking I'm, I'm constantly flirting. No, but it was interesting. I found it interesting, but he, he said something that hit home in the in the in other, the mic, please. Other statement, huh? In the mic. Oh no, it's, it's uh, like his. Ro- his no, your it's very interesting because he in the made movie. me realise something that you know happened to me years ago, and it was like you know you're not there to you know you're there to support. Yeah, and it's hard when you get an actor who spent his whole life trying to get great, and finally knows what he's doing, and he goes and does it. And they go, "Can you give me fifty percent?" Yeah, my other actor can't go to that level, and you say, "But people are going to see it, right?" Just because he's bad, if I got to be average. Yeah. Oh just, god. And you do. That, and they said, you "Yeah, that's, that's, the that's the way it is." Yeah. Oh, you're pleasing middle America too. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> a lot of, of stuff gets films. blamed on middle. Actually, I've spent a lot of time in middle America and had a thoroughly good time. Uh, me too, actually. Is, no, no, but I'm not trying to like say you were you know slandering I mean. them and I'm standing up for yeah. them. But I know. But I think they get blamed. And actually, the bullshit is it's it's the they're industry. Smart. It's, it's the industry because they're the guys sm- sitting in the offices because they sit there and go, "We're scared." It's like, dude, you've got to relax. The truth is, look, I know Harvard was hard, but um, that's not what this is. It's a different thing. Yeah. Oh, that's true. People are so much smarter than they're given credit for. Yeah, I think they blame a lot of shit. It's like, you know, Brexit. Oh, you know, a lot of people didn't know. And they, of course they fucking did. Yeah. Of course they did. They're racist and they wanted to be out of Europe. You're an idiot if you think otherwise. They purposefully chose it. Yeah. Don't blame them for bullcrap. If you didn't want them to do it, don't offer it up. But it's the same with the executives. Don't don't bullshit everyone. And go well. We're making it for Middle America. Yeah. No. I'd wanted to work with Rob Cohen, who Rob found the sting. Rob was an assistant agent at a big William Morris, 
and they gave him what they call the slag pile, which is the pile of rubbish. Slag? That's what my boyfriends call me. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That just means you're dirty and bad. I know. Oh! Um, that's not a bad thing. Um, I know. I'm fucking with you. Slag is... The one thing I knew. Yeah, so slurry, right? So the slurry pile or whatever they call it. And he found the sting in there. You know, like, Rob I'd wanted to work with for years. He's a great person to hang around with. I love people who've got great stories and great interesting facts. And yeah. There's one director you're about to work with. I feel like he's done nothing, and now he has like a $50 million film happening. Oh, who is this guy? I mean, this is where I'm like asking you to tell me, but I don't know. It's a well, thing I'm that's supposed to be coming up. Dollars. I, whatever it is. It's a gazillion dollar movie. I don't know what it is. But I feel like it's a gazillion dollar. Anyway, I can't remember. Wait. Um, Omar? Are you talking about Yeah, becoming? and I was looking him up. But yeah, Becoming, and I went... No, that's where? a $1 million film. Oh, okay. I was like, where the hell did this guy come from? What the fuck is this? I was like furious because I'm like... No, no, because that's one of those, exactly as you say about Omar. There's no track history. There's what are you no scratching nothing. here? What's happening? No, I'm Relax. touching okay. my money. Okay, Look, guys. You're touching your money. That, I touch my fucking <laughs> oh. money when I'm talking about it. Are you, so, were you, were you a poor kid? Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, me too. Broke okay. I was like, he's touching his money. Yeah. I get it. My, my, I, went to a, I went to a race when I was a little boy. And I, I tell this story to n- not make me seem any better, but to show you the turd I am, in fact. Okay. My mum <laughs> took me to a race because I was fast as a kid. I just naturally very fast and my mom took me to a race and I had plimsolls which became trendy and they were popular at one point like kids no cheaper than that don't talk like to me like canvas. that god god was no no. <laughs> was it? you're like no it's like no. a drawn out no no right. no like kids are nice I fucking was like kids are an expensive shoe <laughs> no like they wear in prison basically oh a canvas top with yeah. the elastic slits okay, out and a it. little this rubber is, sole yeah so yeah but, so anyway, I, I got angry at my mum. I was like, hey, fucking boring, fucking all this kind of stuff. And I saw my mother holding in these tears. Oh, no. And said, you're the fastest person there, so it doesn't matter what you're wearing on your feet. You have to go and run the race. And I still, oh, fuck you. I was, I was an animal. I mean, it's horrible that I said that to my mother, but I did. I was like, fuck you, we're boring, it's your fault. And, I went and I, and, I, and I won the race. You did, and then all of a sudden everybody else buys because plimsolls? They're wearing, no, they're wearing Nikes, aren't they? And those things are heavy as shit. Back but the, in the next day. day, do they all buy them for themselves to be no, as. because that's not how it works. That's oh. the Hollywood version. I know. Well. No, what someday. happened is I went home and I apologized to my mother, and that's yeah. when she burst into tears. Yeah. So it's a terrible. The, the things you do to the people who are struggling. My mother cooked for us every day. All I wanted was a KFC. Oh, God. <laughs> so I would kill someone to eat a piece of KFC that's all I want now a McDonald's anything but she cooked for us every day and so that's why I can cook and that's why I've got some decent health and so you respect women maybe I respect my mother yeah 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 That's the soundbite misused that ru- ruins the rest of your career. I don't want any of this to like yeah. have any negative effect on your career. No, look, I do. Oh, I, I have huge respect for women. Yeah. You know, to my detriment sometimes is How why come? I said it that way. Why? Because I get led astray. You do? Yeah. Sounds fun. No, Tell me one my, of those my stories. early relationships, I'm not going to come out of this manly at all. <laughs> my, my early relationships, I was cheated on. All you the time. were? Yeah, fuck yeah. Is this a self-worth thing? Because the whole bullshit is on Valentine's Day, you're supposed to go and... I, I made fucking... Uh, I'm embarrassed. I made peppermint creams in the shapes of hearts and gay... She's already sucked some guy's knob on the field, you know? It's just... I'm like, what am I doing? I was a sap. 
Yeah. And it made me hardened, and then I had to come back from the hardened. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, God, I hate it. No, I... because I had a great mother, and she was like, no, what you got to do is do this, because she was right. That is what you got to do. But you, you shouldn't be dating when you're fucking 15 anyway. Oh, God. You have no idea what you're doing. So, you know... Right information, wrong time to use it, and, yeah. and it gave me a, a hard edge, but it came it came off me. Wait, so you got hardened at 15, getting cheated on. To then 15, when did you, 20, 25, 50, yeah. To 25? You got hardened all the way up to 25? Yeah. Oh, it's my nightmare, because I feel like I've dated guys when I was... Wait, when did you lose your virginity, both of you? 18. 18? 16. I was late, I thought. I was I 15. I was, late. I, I was late. I was 15. Yeah, so I was... No, you're dirty. Like, I fuck you! 15. <laughs> well, dirty, you know, oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think it's more common. I, I think that's more common. 15. Yeah. 15. All right. Where were you in which state? In this... Hollywood. I was born and raised in... I'm like a latchkey wow, kid. Really? Yeah, I'm like raised in apartments. That's why when you said you bought a condo, oh, yeah. I, know I was like... I always feel... What'd you say? Don't give away my life. I'll get murdered in my I condo. Know, no, I know. I know. I'll take that up. I will get I will get But I'll say this for you. Like, when you said... You, I was like thinking about condos and I went, oh, would I ever want to live in a condo or a house? And I love apartments so much because you're surrounded by people. Mm. I feel safer. Mm. Plus, I was raised in apartments. Uh... So it just makes you feel cozier to be surrounded by people. But what were you going to say? Saying so how old was the the man? How old is the man? Look at you! You, you guys can't see. He's got you know. He's, he's got your of limitations. He's not going to jail. You've got your arms behind your head. No, I'm not leaning no, I'm back. Not I'm, that, I'm wondering about how the experience was. Oh, how it was? I'm, I'm okay. Okay. Was it like a one nighter? Was it something? No. Dating? He okay. I was 15. He was 19. He was a drummer in a band. He looked like he he, yeah. He was like an emo rocker. I'm sure uh, Orion would have listened to his music same kind of hairstyle you know what I mean like that kind of like emo lock like whatever yeah he was 19 and we dated for like you're already yawning I know I can't uh, that was not where did you get the scar on your eyebrow is what I remember. oh god oh I got bit by a dog when I was two did you yeah I almost lost one of my eyes wow my face jewels one of your genius eyes yeah that's, that would have been a bummer I was two years old Wow. I'm more Did the dog get put now? Yes. How sad. Poor dog. Do you I have know. dogs now? I actually wrote, <laughs> I wrote that into something where some guy asked me that. And he's like, oh, poor dog. Yeah, poor same dog. thing. I'm like, what? Um, I was two, what'd you say? Do you have dogs now? No, no dogs, no cats, not even a house plant. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing, guys. And how does it feel to have killed a dog? I mean... <laughs> Before you fucking breeze on in here, like, oh, he just came here. Oh, that was just an excuse to touch me. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. you're such a perv. Get out of here, size and getting a feel on my body and where we're at with my love handles. I know, I Told know it's good. Get off her, okay? Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! Murdered me. Murdered uh, me. Um, but my 15 year old sexual experience, if you even care, mm. I can't believe this. What just happened? How'd you? Did it feel okay? Something okay? Felt great. Okay, said, okay. I can see it. Um, Toby has his finger stuck in an arrowhead bottle. Um. Little things like that. Arrowhead has <laughs> made California dry. What? Arrowhead was uh, is a piece of <sighs> sovereign land, and they sold their water rights to Nestle. Let's go back to me talking about my sex life at fifteen. Fuck Nestle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> God, my, my fingernails are falling. I'm thinking I'm getting a manicure pedicure. You could join the two, your yeah. sex life and the arrowhead. An yeah. arrowhead? Yeah. What are you likening me to? Ride it out. What? No, that's what he's saying. No. Anyway, let <laughs> me finish my fucking story. Yeah, so I was 15. I was dating this 19-year-old you guy. finished this story. You killed a dog when you were two. Yeah. And I had sex when you were 15. Great. But he loved 
me. My, what I'm saying is my first model of, have, of having sex was we were in love. We were best yeah. friends. Yeah. You ruined his career, right? I, I think he ruined his career. Yeah, he no, did. You made him all lovey-dovey and he was no longer that sexy rocker because mm. he fell in love with you. And he kept oh. leaving the band. He, he kept, kept leaving going, the band. Guys, no. I'm, go- no. guys, I'm going to go and see you later. I've got to no. go. No. Guys, I love to work out and then you being cruel, you just you oh my god him on the The truth sixteen, seventeen. When he got kicked off the band, you said You did an opposite of gentleman on him. When he left the band, she said you're no longer gonna be a star in the Air Force. Exactly. I don't wanna date some bum asshole who's got rhythm. (laughs) Dick sucker. Yeah. Fuck you, you've ruined your own career. <laughs> this is true. Who are you calling? No, is that little, him? He's calling his friend. Oh, hello? No, it's, I have a friend who used to be a rocker who fucked this girl when she was 15, and he said, if you ever see that bit... Kill her. Oh, my God. And your underwear oh, Toby's I, brought me here. Oh, my God. A far cry from who walked into the studio initially. You liars. I love it. It, it takes about an hour and a half to like become yeah. the real whatever. To, yeah. um, the real whatever is a great The real whatever. Statement. What a great script. The real whatever. You need to be in a movie called The Real Deal. The Real Deal. Because you kept calling him The Real Deal, and I just think that's such a funny... Like great phrase. Do you know what? There'd be a good title for we we're writing a slowly but surely we're writing a film because journeyman. Years. What the one thing that people don't realize about the boxes is there's journeyman. You know those guys like me. Where they get their fourteen and zero, you know fourteen fights, no losses. Well, that's fourteen dudes who are just journeymen who've got a regular job who turn up. And Gary told me beautiful stories about those kinds of people. So we're writing something, but great thing, the real deal. The real because deal. all of them go in like they're going to be the. The real deal. But there's some guys with 90 fights and not the real deal. 80 losses. You know, it's uh, they might still be the real deal. They just didn't have the charisma to be the, the snap, crackle, and pop. Should I date a boxer? I feel like I can never date a cop, a boxer. I guess they just beat me up. They would get mad. Not you guys. <laughs> not you guys at all. I don't want you. <laughs> I just feel like. Uh, Jesus. Anyway, the 19 year old drummer loved me. We had sex. Yeah. Lost my virginity. It was very exciting. Career. I did not ruin his career. He ruined his own he career. Had by low self- in love with he you. had low self esteem. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, that was, yeah, I just really wanted to tell that story seven times, I no, guess. It's so, great. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. What did he do? When did he first commit suicide? What was the first attempted suicide? <laughs> what you, method? You are funny. Oh, God. What was the first attempted suicide? Oh, boy. Year? Yeah. But then no, I did, no, I've dated no. so many drummers. I've dated like seven drummers, and all their names start with J. I always have such tedious moments. Like, the first time I slept with a girl, I was like... You know, I thought it was, no, I was 18, and it was a big moment for me. And I told her, and she was like, you're a liar. I was like... God, you date mean girls. Yeah, I do, yeah. I you probably like that. I probably do, yeah. But so do you, did, did you guys have this thing where you were addicted to like, because this, I had to learn that this isn't what I'm after. We'll see. I like relationships where you're like, when you fight, you're like, you're fucking all the time. You're madly in love. It's crazy. You're like addicted to each other. And then when you fight, the fighting is like, I love you. <gasps> like, yeah, no, I don't like that. Okay. <laughs> I, I got old. To. Yeah, I got That's, old and I got, it got boring. But that, that got boring. Yeah. So now I'm searching for like healthy yeah, but I don't even psychologically like, healthy. But you don't know what it is, and the I worrying thing about psychological healthy is when you're not like I'm not. You are. It sh- I'm not. Oh, you're lying. It shows. It shows up all of your psychological ill health. So you got. You really got to work at it. I'm trying to work on myself so I can make better choices. So I yeah. like deal with all the like abandonment of my my dad. You know. Yeah. 
You know what I think? I think, again, you say. I can't trust a word you say after everything. (laughs) After everything you just put me through, I can't. No, tell me what you're saying. You see what you're putting on me and just. Tell me what you're going to say. Bad boy? Yeah. (laughs) Bad boy. That's what you should call it. Oh, is that a movie already? Sorry. It's not. It's Puff Daddy's record label. I think, you know what? What keeps you in the or what ends it? That should be very simple because I think you know we're not we're very bright, but we're not as we, sometimes you can't work things out. But I always look at it: is someone a plus to your life or a minus? A right. plus or a minus? Yes. Thank Are they you. a balloon or an anchor or a boat? A boat is a boat good? Boat's good. Do they have a boat? Boat will save your life. Boat will save your life. I anchor want a boat. Will keep you where you are. I don't. Balloon want will that. fly you up in the air. I want. Oh, you want a boat? I want a boat. Yeah. Okay. Where is he? And then, and then you realize the boat, it's not always smooth, but it's a good boat, and mm. you, you'll get there in the end if Reliable. you work at it, and you learn how to sail. And you learn how to scrape barnacles off the bottom. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and go down often. And then, oh, <laughs> my... To get the barnacles. To get the barnacles. So... Watch that movie with Bob Redford where it's him in a boat. That, What's that, that one? A, I don't remember what it's called. Oh, yeah. oh great. Thanks for nothing. What's it called? Imposters? No, it's not impossible. I don't know. I thought this what came out of your it mouth. something like that. Lost at sea. It's not Yeah, like if only we all had mini computers in our pocket where we could just reach Can in. Can I do something? No, it's bad. Gross. Can I get the Wi-Fi? Oh, do you know because why? We yeah. have to leave. We have to watch this. I know. Fight. You're out of here momentarily. I him, because he said to me, Gary, no matter what happens in the world, do not. Let me miss this. This Don't is great. Don't let me talk for four hours. Or yeah, something no, we, we got to get you out of here by, uh, wait, what time did you get here? You're, you're out of here by in what, 10 minutes. 12. We were, yeah. The fight is on two and it's fight starts at that. Oh my God, you guys, we got to get out of here. Yeah. Oh God, it's what okay. the hell was I going to ask I you? The internet connection, I'll put it on oh, silent. No. And I just want to see. No, we we're gonna, gonna, no, we're going to sit. We don't think we can get it, but there's a possibility we found it. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see if it works. Oh, look it. for it. This is exciting. Then we will not affect the interview. I'll just see if we can see it. Beautiful. But I don't think we can yeah. because it's it's on ITV pay per view in England. And it's Aristotle, not. make something cool happen. Make some magic happen. He's gonna. All he it's does is Facebook. shrug. It has a Facebook. It's on Facebook. Page. Oh my God! Look at you. I can see everything. I can see the outline of everything I didn't ask to see. Yeah. All right. Oh my God. Well, listen. Talk I don't even know that. what. A, what? It's in a movie by the same director as Dead Man's Shoes. He made a film called A Room for Romeo Brass, which is a great film and a film you should really take some time to watch, even if it's hard to understand as an American because it's very English. Yeah. He made a film, Room for Romeo Brass, and Paddy plays an incredible character. Oh, wait a minute. That's what you said. You said it so fast in an interview I watched. You said it so fast. I wrote A Room For, because you said you like Nail Bite Mouth and With Nail and I, which is one of my favorite movies, With Nail and I. With Nail and I is brilliant. Yeah. But I and I love Nail by Mouth because it proves that Gary, for all those years, has been chasing this genius actor. You know, he's a genius actor, and does he get the accolades he deserves? But he made one of the best films I've ever seen, yeah. which is Nail by Mail. i got to see this. I feel like I have seen it maybe a long time ago. It's a wonderful film. Well, it's sh- very brutal. I Listen, I already saw Dead Man's Shoes. It's more brutal than Dead I'm ready for more brutal. Yeah. I just I laid the foundation for brutality, Good. and now I'm just going to go deeper. So, okay, I've got to make this... Cause somehow I've got to talk to you about a female brain, yeah. the female brain. Yeah, because wonderful you did film. So how did this all happen? Like, how did you so I, meet Whitney I, and end up doing it? Well, I met Whitney... And she was asking me to do a TV series. HBO. HBO. A lot. And it was a great script, but I thought, I don't want to I don't want to play the guy who is not good enough for her. I'd rather play what I think, which is those roles where, you know, 
you don't think he is and maybe he is and maybe it was her that was, you know, whatever, it, real. Yeah. And then she came back with a female brain and the role I played and I read it and I said, that's brilliant. And I sat with her at her house and we went over it and I talked to her about the I love you at the end of the phone call and she howled with laughter and loved it. So she was very accepting of ideas and I suddenly realised I missed a big opportunity not doing that TV show with her because I didn't realise how good she was, how talented she was as a director, writer, let alone an actress. You know, I know that there's some performance in her comedy, of course. There's the controlling woman that she puts on that actually she's a sweetheart. And so when you see her on stage, when I saw her on stage, I appreciated the performance as well as the comedy. Yeah. But I didn't realise how exceptional she was until I worked with her on a female brain and, and, and I really truly mean it I, I'm, I messed up not doing that show with her because it was a pilot it would have become a full series wait so what I'm happened certain. there I just I didn't wait, know if I'd have chemistry I didn't know whether it would work out it's a big commitment to go into that in that amount of exposure of your vulnerabilities and not know whether she had the talent to do it and I can't tell that sitting in a room with someone so I they, can't I'm not that gifted they offered you the role no Whitney had I don't know whether I'd, I would have happily auditioned but I said to her I said I'm not the right person for that role but and how did you you just met you'd never met before no we met yeah yeah and then she came with a female brain and it was brilliant and what I can't comprehend is how it is not the number one movie at the minute I mean it's unfeasible yeah it's brilliant so how much it's already video on demand it's in a few cinemas but that's that's because I think Whitney doesn't want to waste the time on what it takes to do that train of hey yeah here we are it's us hey she's, look at us yeah, yeah. she's getting out there though she's getting out there yeah but you know yeah hurricane heist is getting out there yeah that's so <laughs> irritating yeah. Or just, you know, the idea of all that. But what's nice is I think that's a slow burner. I think that's a Withnell and I. Yeah. I think that movie is one which will heal a lot of people over over the years. So how much input did you have into that character? Because when, when, when your character shows up, it's weird because the times we live in right now where it's like the Me Too movement and all this stuff is mm. coming up and Harvey Weinstein and men and women mm. just like, it's like super volatile and everything's mm. blowing up and nobody's talking about nuances between men and women. It's been lately this like really polarizing kind of intense time so when you watch this comedy when you watch the female brain and you see your character it's such a bizarre time because you're like women are attracted to it but your women are also like asking themselves am i allowed to be in this current climate am i allowed to admit out loud that i'm attracted to this kind of old-fashioned like traditional man man because because usually yeah. all your you know that i feel like all men are just like turning into girls or are terrified nowadays it's a very good it's a very good point and i think um what's lovely about that right i mean i had full input i wanted to play him like that i wanted to have a beard and i wanted to grow my hair out and i wanted to wear a cap yeah because i wanted to have a representation with all of the beautiful representation she had of what a lot of men are like and, and, and a lot of us can connect to furthermore the town hall movement that's going on with all of this look it's fair i understand it and then when it boils down to it and people go okay 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 well without that this is about equal rights well that's fair i completely understand and i and i'm all for it 
But equal is such a weird word. Things being the same. 50-50, you want it 50-50? No, of course not. Mm -mm. But there's no way to understand it. And then actually feminism is about the actual liberation of, of women. And so therefore you're talking about people who feel like they're bonded. People who are in servitude. People who are... So I, I'm, I'm ex of everybody, I'm probably the most lost on the whole situation. But that didn't matter. And it doesn't matter with Whitney because Whitney's very aware of what she's very aware of herself and what she's attracted to and what she finds interesting. And I don't think it's about whether this person's too masculine. In fact, we had that big long conversation where she said, it gets irritating to me when people spend so much time preening themselves because I know they don't know themselves. I know that when they're preening themselves that amount, and the reason I do it, and she had wonderful insights into all these things, and that, you know, making, making men sensitive is such a confusing thing. My mum said, women want you to be sensitive. I said, well, I'm not, I'm this and blah. And she said, women want you to listen to their sensitivity and not judge it or belittle it. You don't have to be oh, I feel like... She's not... She said, they're not... I, I'm, as a woman, not asking for that. So I was blessed to have the mother I had and to have the little sister I had. My sister Amelia is solid. And both of them are women. Women who want to get to know themselves, who try to get to know themselves and don't want to be belittled for what they're doing. So that's really what it is. Mm -hmm. If you want to be a soldier or you want... To, you, it's not fair to belittle. Well, that's what the majority of people, I get the sense, are saying that's what the movement's about. Yeah. Don't belittle me for my choices. Oh, but I'm talking about, and I'm talking about you in the movie, like, because uh, yeah. I feel like that is actually a perfect representation of what, like, because it isn't 50-50, it's so nuanced between men and women. It's like, you know, I'm I'm a feminist, I have a career, I make my living, I pay exactly. for everything, I live on my own. Exactly. And yet, when I go out with a guy, I want him to pursue me, I want him mm -hmm. to pay for dinner, mm -hmm. I want him, you know, so I, I have all this traditional stuff. In me, yeah, and that's what we were talking about with the character. Whitney was saying, "I want the character to have all of those masculine traits, and when it's the bloat, like all oh, guys want a blowjob, right? When it's that scene, what do we do about that?" And I said, "Well, that's that's exactly as you've written it. Is it? Yeah, he wants to have more." Well, look at it in juxtaposition to me putting my face in her bosom. Yeah. That was Whitney saying, do it bigger. Go further. Yeah. So we ended up, I plant my face in her bosom. Well, that's sexually aggressive. But it's also a representation of, of what we're talking about. Yes, there are, of course, he's aroused and attracted to her physical being. But a blowjob at the end of an argument when nothing's been settled, is no use to anybody. Yeah, just because you feel like you have to, because you're a right. people pleaser. There's, yeah. there's no use to it. But both of those things could be brought up on paper and be the most abusive thing on earth. Yeah. But yet in the circumstance when you saw it, that's what makes us such a clever filmmaker. In the circumstance when you saw it, you saw Kevin's point of view and you saw the doctor's point of view. Yeah. You understood it. Well, that's clever filmmaking. And, and that's yeah. really what we're talking about, the nuance. And she took ownership of the fact that she was projecting stuff onto men and trying to give them what she thinks they want. And, and, and she did it clumsily. Her. Yeah, and she lovely. portrayed it like it was like Human. blunt. And she, you know. So how different are you from that character? 
I'm very, very similar. Are you really? Yeah. That's why I played Kevin the way I did. I didn't want it to be that he's some alien being, that he's some, like, macho, macho man. Yeah. That, you know, a guy from the 50s, Gary farted. No, I don't want to know. Gary came in and out. You guys couldn't see Gary coming in and out. Well, God, I don't want you to be here for an eon. So what's the deal with the with the game? Because I want to make sure we talk about the fight. No. I don't think we can get it, so it's not no No. issue. Oh, my God. What about Barney's Beanery? No, it's an English fight. I know, but Barney's Beanery has games. You you already looked into it? I have all of the applications that have the fight playing. But you cannot get it outside of the the internet. They've locked it already. Oh, really? Yeah, even with the VPN, you can't get it outside of the country of origin because it's all about money. They can't make money. Yeah. But they can. But if you're on Instagram and you followed somebody who is there right now, you can go on his live stream right, right so now. Some amateur. <laughs> Might as well listen to it on the radio. I'm I can listen to it on the radio yeah, for that's free. True. They said, but I'm not internet savvy. <laughs> they said, whoever they are. God. The, it's the on man. the World, world, world Wide Web? Of world Super Series Boxing. World Boxing Super Series. Yeah has a Facebook page and they are showing the fight outside of the UK. But you're on it and it's not. I, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. You, you guys are. have to live so. your life. Tell me for both of you. Mm. This is such a bizarre. This is not what I expected today to be at all. Yeah. I, I hope I hit all my questions. Who cares? Everything yeah. is meant yeah. to be exactly as it was. Yeah. What's next? Toby, you first. What's, what's happening in your life next? Marriage? Babies? Um, no marriage, no babies. I... Ever? I, I don't know. I don't understand. I probably know them. I don't understand the man who's, yeah, babies are going to be. <laughs> and not that it's not manly. I just f- fucking don't understand it. It has to be a mistake. What do you mean? You have to have a baby by mistake. Oh, she you... has to go, oh, my God, I'm pregnant. You go, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. This is, wow. Barry's because, the lead. Because please don't tell me. It's, like, it's just, <laughs> you know, don't. I can't. It's me. I'm not <laughs> claiming this is men. I'm not standing up here for all males. I can't. But fucking hell, I'm not planning it. I'm <laughs> mentally ill. Are you mentally ill? I am probably. I but think not I am that too. Ill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. No, fucking way. That's insane. You can make such a mentally ill baby. Hey, I'm going to come in you now and hopefully that makes a child grow <laughs> in your belly. Oh. Oh, you fucking pig. How dare you? <laughs> oh my god, your your girlfriend's listening with like a single deer. Uh, well, <laughs> call the Ramada because we're gonna the Ramada in. Uh, call the Ramada. What is that from? Call the Ramada. I hate how Americans sound. I'm the worst. Yeah. I'm making me hate myself. We, we love our American sound. That's why we're over it. Here, someone said to me, they're like, did you come to LA? Were you disappointed with like how Hollywood is? It's like, fuck no, I came from the sunshine. Yeah. It has not disappointed yet. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's a gr- genius. Oh my God. Um, all right. So no baby, unless, you know, until she gets secretly pregnant. Unless it's by mistake. Yeah. And yet I'm sure. Never mind. I can't even say I'm this. sure. Never mind. I, have, I don't even know if I'm fertile. That's the truth. You don't, don't know if you're fertile? No. I have laid seed all over. The that's, place. What, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say you, you, you're one of these guys. You say I don't oh, pregnant. No, I don't want to get pregnant. And yet you're like coming in girls with no condom. I'm definitely cutting that out. But because I have guy friends who are like, yeah, no, I didn't wear a condom. And I'm like, did you come inside her? He's like, I did. And yet he would feel the same way. He's like, baby, I don't want a baby. And yet he's yeah. like living. No, his I life. don't. I don't. I love seeing it. 
<laughs> no, I can't. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it perfect so nothing is, yeah. your life isn't ruined. But uh, yeah. His nickname's Splash. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to cut that out too? God no, damn it. Some of it, for God's sake. For God's sake. His nickname is Splash and Matt. <laughs> splash and Matt? Because your hair gets all matted up in the splash? Just it mattifies the skin, in hey. fact, when it yeah. dries. Oh, does yeah. it? It's, like it's actually not good for your skin. By the way, speaking of boxing, do you remember when you used to have to drink two raw eggs in a fucking half pint of milk? Like, two raw eggs in half. Yeah. I would never make a girl swallow cum. Swallowing two raw eggs in half a pint of milk is possibly the most horrific thing you have to do. It's fucking horrendous. Well, you have to give the girl a heads up and then she can have the option. The yolk breaks in your mouth. I suddenly went, fuck, I'm never going to make them swallow again. How cruel. <laughs> this How is all staying in. Oh, God. How cruel. Yeah. Yeah. Only if they want to. Only if they want to. I'm sure they want to as much as you want to have a baby. It's probably. <laughs> probably so. What were you going to say? Okay. Have you never done a podcast before? Never. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> oh, God. But now. I'll never again. You'll never again. <laughs> um, they won't have me. But you diminish. Cut it down to four minutes. I know all the shit that comes out of your mouth. Oh, so what's next? I mean, career-wise. I don't know. Uh, I uh, there's probably various little jobs waiting. Uh, I'm attempting to do it. I've been trying to. I'm trying to work with Whitney again. But the thing is, she's now massive and and she's always been massive what am i talking about but she's doing huge jobs and it's, it's like i could play the shopkeeper no there's oh my no, god you diminish yourself this isn't no job so I've, I've sent her every script i've sent that there's a female co-star i've sent to her <gasps> you have yeah 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 oh my god no i thoroughly you love her it. yeah i loved it you got it oh you meant oh my god he's got it it's like a narrative that's we've it. come through we've gone through so many journeys and then at the end that's fucking you get it. the thing I might yeah. have it. It storytelling right at its now. finest yeah. podcast style it's playing right now oh my god fuck no sound we've got to go and get anyway we can go no we're I mean what's next is Eubanks versus Groves yeah exactly. no 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 there you go no, what's next you know look I'll let you know you got to let unfortunately I wish I could tell you but yeah. what's next the question no is idea. what's next it depends how you film Progress. Look, yeah. if Whitney's film had made three hundred million dollars in the box office, I'd be doing anything I want. Yeah, but it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And I've had my share of films that have just fallen flat. Uh, so unfortunately, you have to build yourself back up and, and go through that. So I'm happy. I'm very happy. I'm you lucky are happy. I can act. You are happy. And I can go back and do films like Destroyer, and I can go and perhaps pick up some some work here and there. I I, I don't. I'm not any longer worried about getting work. You know that's arrogant, but I'm not worried about it, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm actually happy that way. It'd be it'd be fantastic to be able to buy people houses and do those kinds of things. But the truth is, you know, yeah, I'm very happy at this point working, living your life, yeah, in Los Angeles with no children, no children, a game to watch, and uh, it's a boxing match. You call it a game. I'm sorry, a boxing match. It's, you know, like my own priorities. Times you've called it a game. I'm sorry. What's the game? What game? Do I game? Oh God, that's the, the boxing Hi, game. I'm Alexi. I'm American. Hey, <laughs> let's play punching each other in the face Fuck and stomach. That's the old thing, isn't it? They say you can play football, you can play basketball, you can play tennis, but you cannot play boxing. You can't play boxing. I sound like a turd when I said that. Tell my dad that. <laughs> I don't know. Is your dad still around? No. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, he's somewhere. 
He's somewhere in My Los dad's Angeles. Somewhere. He's in the Sierra Mountains, I think. Is he? But in Spain, the, the Spanish. Is this true? Sierras, yeah. Yeah, my dad's somewhere in Westwood. We don't talk. We don't get along. It's better. It's better it's that amazing. way. Amazing. Only in LA can someone be in Westwood. Yeah, I don't know why anybody would choose me in <laughs> and Westwood. You don't see him. Yeah, I'm in Westwood. I'll never see him again. I sent him an email on Valentine's Day, which I thought was weird because I was like, I'm not in a relationship with my dad. It's not like why am I reaching out for the first yeah. time in two and a half years on a romantic holiday? And yeah, he never. Wrote what back. do you wish your dad had done? Because um, I'd like to be a good dad. I'll be a fucking miserable father. Oh, like now I have really you're aggressive, butch, aggro girls because the father was so aggressive. Or Wait. they'll be really calm and like floral. Let me I'll get hate them, and I'll live in Westwood and won't talk to them. Oh God! <laughs> Let me get this straight though. So men don't actively want a baby, but they're Until open. The baby comes out, but sure. when you accidentally get a girl pregnant and you do become a father, then you're like, no, but this isn't so bad. But I want to accidentally do it in a relationship. I'm not saying like yeah. I want to like get my knobs up or like have sex in fucking crunch gym car park. <laughs> yeah, and do you go to crunch gym? No, do I fuck? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Car. Guys, there are babies have been born that way. <laughs> I love the way your butt looks in those yoga pants. Oh, God. And there's a baby now. Oh, there's a child God. called Mercedes now. Yeah. For factually, oh, that exists. It does really because he blew his seed in a in a car park. That's real. Oh my god! What do I wish my I dad did? I don't want did? that kind of you accidental kind of, pregnancy. I'm saying in a relationship, controlled where accident. She says, "Oh my god, yeah. pregnant." Is she? To buy a, is she an actress? Yeah, yeah. she's not. No. She's not an actress. No. Could you ever date an actor? I find that very difficult. Yeah, why? Because of the competition that goes on. Oh, really? For jobs. Well, not even, not the competition for jobs, but when you get a job and I'm like, I'm so happy for you. You're not happy. Not you're happy. like, what the fuck? It, it makes you look me. at yourself. And yeah, now you're going to go to crunk gym and do something terrible in the car park. On a Mercedes. Lucky God. girl with the Mercedes. Oh, are you? Lucky girl. Yeah. What do I wish my dad had done? Could have been yeah. Renault. Who? Renault's a type of car. Oh. Same as a Mercedes. I don't know. could have been Skoda. What's that? A type of car. I just don't know like these things. A, what's the safe car that you'll talk about though? Prius. Love. Oh, the boring. No, love the Volvo. Subaru. Tesla. Subaru. Oh, Subaru. Yeah. Loving a Subaru. That's My stomach. The, that's the spacious. There's room in there. That's like a room in there. That's like a family car that makes that puts me off. That's the thing. Yeah. You buy a Subaru within a year, you have a baby. Ugh, I don't want that. If you want a baby, buy a Subaru. That's the next campaign. Really? <laughs> Or a Hyundai. Hyundai. Oh, the, Hyundai. The kind of girl who is, is attracted to a man in a Subaru. I want a Tesla want guy. Maybe. I want a tes- Tesla guy. Maybe an Audi. Have you seen Tesla's new semi? Truck? No. It's incredible. It is? Yeah. I did. did a whole 25-minute expo on it. Mm-hmm. Jesus. His new... What kind of car do you have to talk about? A Mercedes. You do? I just yeah. lit up. <laughs> Like yeah. what? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Do you work out at Crunch? <laughs> what 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 model? What model? Uh, the what? G the G the Galanda Wagon. What? Could you, yeah, could you uh, tell us a little bit more? <laughs> G Wagon five fifty. What does this mean? Um, I have a G Wagon. I have a, okay. a V8 5.5 liter engine G Wagon. I just licked my lips. I don't know why. I was like, mm, 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 they come yeah. at about a buck fifty, right? Uh, they are about one fifty. Yeah. I Brand just, new, yeah. I just, <laughs> In Beverly Hills. <laughs> um, go watch your a fight match. It sounds like a okay. match. Let's Fuck! I've just found the like sweet spot. I could have sat here the whole time. It's a sweet spot there. What? My voice sounds incredible here. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've just found a fucking sweet. Hello. Spot. Yeah. Let's redo the whole. Podcast. Redo. <laughs> 
You never even wore your headphones. Maybe I, you, you I, never I, even I, had headphones. Oh, never. aerosols like we didn't expect you. Didn't expect you're this not getting. Animal. <laughs> um, listen. Okay, yeah. wait. Thank you for being so accepting. You're I thought Amy was going to sit and read comments. May I say something? Yes. Oh, tell me about my insecurities. Take this to film. Take this to film. You and your animated reactions is adorable. Honestly, very you should be on film. Yeah. You should be doing this for, in, for a living and in, in, get a room. But make sure they shoot on a long lens because you're massively tall. <gasps> no, don't say that. You're such a prick. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, no, my you, God. You should be doing it. You'd make a great... Uh, you made Poseidon. <laughs> I'd make a great Poseidon? Yeah. Stop flirting with me. Seat. You're in a relationship, okay? <laughs> and I want a baby. I would get that baby. I actually yeah. want a baby. You do? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm not like Toby. No. Really bitter. Oh, my God. Look at these wingmen here. You, you, want a, you want a baby, bro? Oh, my God. He's been in the relationship for how long? Seven years. He's 20. You're, you're 19. You know what happens when you when years. you make us say we're in relationships on podcasts? You know what that means? Nobody I wants to go see your movie. Not have an affair. I mean, you... <laughs> <laughs> we're still recording. Oh, my God. Do you think you're going to get married to her? <laughs> Possibly. I have no idea. You have no idea? No, how could I tell? What makes it work? Why has this lasted for three years? Like, why is this good? I really have no idea. I love her dearly. That's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a feeling. No, I'm just... I'm Whenever she's around, I'm very happy to see her. That's good. Yeah. And, um, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I, 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 never, I never talk about it. Not because of, you know, what people suspect, which is that you having affairs but it's just impossible to have privacy in, in the world and it's, it's nice so important for yourself isn't it it is yeah, yeah. because yeah. then people like she was on Instagram and the reason she came off is because people were like if you're dating him you've got to tell us oh like, really her. yeah 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 so we made. I nice said, "This is silent." Special of your own, isn't it? Well, yeah. You don't have to share with everyone. That's why I don't have her come to meet because so many meetings are just awful. Yeah. I'm trying to keep her like because so, Hollywood's a cesspool. It is a cesspool. Dog shit. So I like having a retreat of someone who enjoys learning to cook or enjoys learning to dance or wants to get a master's or wants to, whatever they're doing. They're enjoying the world, and when I see the real world, the normal world exists, I have hope. Yeah. And that's probably what's made it last three years. Oh, that's but nice. I've, I never speak about it. Whenever they say, it, I say no. Nah. Yeah. No, I'm not. We don't do the red carpet together because it's miserable. It makes their life miserable, and they didn't ask for it. Why does it make their life miserable? Because they get hounded. Yeah. Photograph coming out of Barnes and Noble. Because you were on Instagram with me at the fucking premiere. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Why she asked for that? Yeah. She doesn't ask for that. How dare you comment on her shoes? Oh my god, pink shoes? Suck a bag of <laughs> dicks. <laughs> well, how dare you? And so I, so I'm, I'm very vigilant. I make it like a purposeful thing to just. I just say no, no, no. Yeah. Because once, also once people know, then you, they they hound you. Who is she? Well, what is it? It's like yeah. why is that? Why is that relevant? You it's know, just... and it caught, and, and actually horribly, this is the truth, and it's not women but there are certain breeds of people who love that oh you're dating someone i'm gonna make it my mission to make sure i ruin get it. you no not ruin it but like get you because i like someone who's a ter- there's some people who are just their kink is they want someone who's dating someone yeah and so when i say i'm not i'm, I'm way less interesting oh you're so I'm right way less hunted yeah it, it makes my life a lot lot easier yeah it's like oh yeah he's not dating oh but then what's wrong with him like, he's a movie star. He's got money. Yeah. It's bullshit. Oh and so, God. 
if you say you're in a relationship, it actually it fucks you in the end. It fucks you. So we should get rid of this whole chunk. No, you could say, oh, fuck, I don't, I don't. I just want you to be comfortable. It's not I'm just saying, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. It's really, really poisonous. And especially because we live here. That's a good way to be in general in your life when you go, oh, We had two women. We walked the dog. Yeah. We had two women follow her home because she, they were like, you're a liar. You're a liar. And we found out that they seen me walking the dog because they look at the collar and the dog. It's not that and knew that she and they tried to talk to her about me yeah. and she was like oh, didn't want to talk about it I'm walking the dog at 7 o'clock in the morning yeah. and they followed her but it's a criminal offence but they don't realise that until you call the police until you get a restraining order we had to get a restraining order never in my life have I had to get a restraining order yeah it's, it's miserable you start to realise there are lunatics Maybe never want to date an actor. No, it's true. Uh, or somebody of, of, you know, someone who has some notation. It's nothing. I am not a celebrity. I'm not famous. You know what I mean? I'm just ample at my job and therefore it's caused some... And that's my job. And it's like I'm supposed to have to talk to two 63-year-old women. Yeah. And it's, it's, you can't say it's women. It's just some people are lunatics. They're fucking loonies. I think that's why they say that mm-hmm. the payday for the when you get so famous gets so intense because you're you're you've sold your uh, your private life yeah. or like you're just up for grabs and that's everything. What I was is at the beginning and who I was talking about when yeah. I started, they started with me. Where did they go? They blew up massive. Me slow, 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 slow. Perhaps they're better than me. Perhaps they're more entertaining. Or perhaps they got their publicist to get them press. That's a decision you make very early on. Do you want to pay someone five grand a month to get you press? If you do, your wages go up. You get bigger job offers. Is that true? Yeah, of course. That's how it works. Yeah. Because it's about your celebrity status. Fuck all to do with your talent. Put me in a room with shit on him any day of the week. I love him dearly. It's nothing to do with ability or skill. So why didn't you do that? Why didn't you go the route? Because I saw how poisonous it was. It was instant for Because she just was doing it and then got... And then I went to meet her in London with, with and they were in a sectioned off area in a fucking nightclub. This is horrible. <laughs> can't talk to anyone. I can't pull any girls. Yeah. And then she's just sitting there just talking to them and you're like, I'm not actually that good of a friend. I don't want to talk to you all night. I yeah. came out to look at people. Yeah. That's so true. Now we're having a private intimate moment and uh, oh, <laughs> it's horrible. That's such a good point. Like, Fuck that. What a weird bullshit. What are you doing over here? That's glad his brother now. He's having hell here. <laughs> Oh See, look God. at this, Toby. We've got a second. <laughs> I've got the fucking thing here, yeah. but this is the real picture. Right. Right? Okay. So this look. is what they're showing us, and this is the live fight. Oh, boy. But how do you get this? And it said, sure. They're about to fight very soon. I'm getting, like, it's too hot. This yeah. is good. I'm, like, losing, but so, you losing know, weight. Just sorry to, to ramble on, but it's weird. It's mm. fucking weird. It gets bizarre. I keep so rec- I'll just, uh, we're computer, ending it. Computers? Aristotle, are we, we're done, right? I'm going to be a hero. I mean, okay, keep, oh. yeah, I'm going to let him be a hero. We did the no, thing. You we're wrapping no, it up, anybody who's listening. Let you no, we're it. done. We'll in a minute, and then you can go back. So, no, I'm, please don't, get in oh, there. Oh, don't go back, I'll just shut up. Will you up. help? Look, no, I don't want to watch the fight. I'll tell you what I have, look. 